Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Click in the button. Click in the button. Clicking it. Hey, Brad, what time is it? I don't know. Nick, do you know? Uh, nope. Yeah, no, it's nine. It's it's nine. <laughs> it's nine nineteen. It's nine nineteen. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Uh, Patreon slash everybody else because this will come out in October. Uh, if you hear this, odds are I chose to upload it raw. Um, <laughs> and. If 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 you do hear it, just know that this this raw pre-show portion is going to be shorter than others because this is a special episode. Like if it was a, if it was a one shot, it would be different. We'd still do pre-show. We'd still do under the trench coat type stuff, uh, probably. But for this one, we uh, we talked about it beforehand. There's not a lot of reason to. The whole thing is going to be very normalish podcasty chit chat. So there's no reason to have all the extra stuff. That being said, um. It is going to be planning, so maybe you'll hear it, maybe you won't. I haven't decided yet. That's for... F- f- we'll see the, the overall quality. Yeah, that's that's future editor Nick that will make that decision, and he <laughs> is usually the Nick that is alive-ish on Sunday afternoons, and he's very cranky, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, so order, that was what you were wanting to talk about. Most. Yeah, basically, just to kind of get a... Uh, a feel for give us a loose flow of how we want to progress everything um so trevor was the first one introduced on the mm -hmm. show so like i would say we need to start with him and then phil would be the next person and then harkos that's that's the initial order because trevor meets phil they chat and then harkos comes up all birdie all birdie like. And then people run away. Well, not really. There's just some asshole at the front that decides to call out that I'm. No, stop. No, we're not there yet. Yeah, <laughs> we already we're gonna to we're gonna say shit, and then we're gonna get the episode. And be like, yeah, we already. Oh, we didn't mention that though. And then and then we're gonna rehash things too many times. Um. So, so that that's that's the question, though. Do we want to start straight in on like those, or do we want to? I mean, do we want to do we want to go full on origin story, and and start it with like because we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play the clip of 
the intro from Night Zero, where you introduce, you're like, I'm going to introduce my cohorts here in a minute, but then you introduce Riven, and then you're going to get to the point and be like, who will answer the call? And then there's just going to be dead. And it's, no one's answering the call! And that's where I'm going to cut the clip. And and then it will go into us. So do we want to go straight into um, this bit about, like, the characters? Or do we want to start with uh, talking about how just one day Brad had a bad day at work and then came home and was like, you guys want to fucking I'm, do a podcast? I'm good with the, the starting. The... Yeah. Like start with kind of the personal uh, touch on why we, why we started and then start and then kind of lean into uh, like the characters and, you know, a little bit about the yeah. world, you know, like that we've developed over, over this Cause time. Cause we could, we could talk about, um, because we've not really talked about this to each other even, because uh, it's not that it's super necessary. Um, but so we could start it. Um, however, we're going to start it and then and we'll we'll lean into um, Brad having the idea and then Ken can talk about how like the embers of Riven started to burn in his mind. Brad can talk about his loose inspirations for Trevor, um, what there may be. And I can do the same for Harkos and that will plunge us into talking about the first interactions of the characters all right say that last okay. bit one more time which last bit the the whole thing <laughs> okay so i i i kind of clip like yeah go cl- clip's gonna play then we're gonna be like uh we're here a year later still not answering calls um and uh we will then throw it to uh we'll, we'll bring up about how we'll just jump straight into it we'll be like and so this is the anniversary episode and we wanted to get it started out by talking about how we started out and then we'll just i'll well we can throw it to you and you can talk about how you don't have to go into detail about your shitty day but you can talk about you just had a bad day at work and you decided you wanted to try the podcast thing you brought it up to ken and i and then we ken and i can um pipe in on our feelings on your message as we did when we started when we had this idea and we were looking up facebook messages um and then king can talk about um how the little embers when we decided he was going to be gm i said his embers for building riven started glowing and then you can talk about your uh, ideas for how like trevor came to fruition and i can do the same for harkos which will then lead into us being able to talk about characters in game properly and then we can flow along with the campaign um, okay Okay. In a normal feel of fashion. And at some point we'll talk about, like, we'll go through the campaign a bit and then we can flip over to, like, correlations as to what was going on in real life. Um, because obviously Ken has a kid in there and 2020 happens what? in there. And, um, <laughs> the, uh, obviously the biggest thing is is figuring out where we're, we're starting at because everything else will just kind of fall into place. We're pretty good at that by this point, shockingly enough. Shocking. Um, <laughs> and um, then at some point we can transition. It'll probably be a rather short segment because we haven't really talked about it too much, but this can be this situation where we do uh, about like uh, future stuff, like next year-ish. We could talk about like the the what-if episodes uh, possibly happening and, and um, stuff like that. And maybe just spitball some ideas here and then we'll close it out with uh this monster of a fucking parody that i wrote (laughs) it's the whole thing it's gonna be a long one and i apologize now but it's it's 
she's she's a good old bird. I'm really curious on the song that you chose. We already talked about it. Yeah. Did we? Am I just yeah, not remembering? I talked about it a long time ago. Brad, do you remember? Hi. Oh, that makes it even better. Oh, <laughs> man. that's Oh, man. That's why you guys are so baffled by it. Well, Brad. Ken was busy. But that's okay. But Brad was baffled by the fact that it was four pages. <laughs> yeah, she's a big one. Oh boy. Um. So, I, I have, I have uh, a small question because um, I, I, I feel like we've got everything relatively nailed down. Because um, I was. Hey. Hi. Knock it off. Being loud and shit. <laughs> this. Yeah. This episode's a year in the making. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah! Don't frown at me. <laughs> she she heard you through my headphones, and she she made a not nice face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Bye, I love you too. Um, what, would it... I don't know why I'm so nervous asking you guys a fucking question. Would it be... Uh, would it be wrong of, of me to ask if I can introduce the episode? No. That's fine. Because Brad does... Brad, well, I Because it's not... I mean, it's it's kind of Riven-ish. Like, we're going to talk about Heroes uh, a bit, but Heroes, as much as has happened in Hero episodes, Heroes is a slow burn because we only do it once a month. Uh-huh. But I was just... I was kind of th- like... Heroes is is your stick, and Ken has Riven, and this is Riven adjacent. And also, so, Ken has the fact that we're going to talk heavy on Riven because there's a lot of Riven content. Brad has the fact that the podcast was his fucking idea. My only stake to uh, a claim to fame about wanting to do an introduction is I don't I don't introduce uh, anything except, like, some of these episodes. Like, I did the April Fool's one. Sort of. I mean, Brad and I co-introduced it because of the way it was set up. But I just, I, yeah. I just... If if you if you want to get into the technicalities like that, technically, this this is this is podcast in general for this one. And yes, it is more riveny than heroes, but this is podcast in general. And one could say that you make the podcast, sir. One could say that, and one would be very wrong because I can make. Oh no! I, I can make whatever podcast I want. If I don't have you two guys sending me fucking audio, it's gonna be real boring listening to me bitch at my dice for two hours. <laughs> Ken, Ken, are you are you on my side with this one? We have to double team him. I need. I need. We backup. all make. We, we, we all three in our own ways make the podcast. Yes, I agree with that. I just. I didn't. I. I don't. I'm not I'm not in charge of anything. And so I I, I didn't want to step on anybody's toes if they, if they wanted to do it, but I kind of wanted to do it if no one cared. Which nobody nobody Go seems ahead. to, so that's Shit. solid. Brad? You you're you're in charge of of making us sound better than our shitty selves. That's a pretty big job, sir. 
You know what? I don't know if I feel like I'm, I I feel good about Brad saying I sound shitty. <laughs> I can say that, but he shouldn't be able to say I, that. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> and then last uh, point of clarification to keep in mind. Uh, this is mainly going to fall to Brad because when we go to close, we can close normal. Ken, Ken can shut us down with saying thanks to everybody for checking us out and Brad can tell people where to go. Whoever plugs, uh, I guess Ken maybe does it now. He does the Patreon stuff. Whoever plugs Patreon, yep. when you do it, you'll have to make sure in your mind you change it up to fit the fact that it's um, it's our October, October. one. Yes, yes. Because um, obviously they still can go subscribe, but um, there's there's free things. Def definitely still bring up the subscription yeah. thing. I just at, yeah. Then let yeah. Them, I, no, did, I didn't, I didn't want him to, yeah. to like cut that out. I just wanted him to right. be mentally aware that yeah, he like, can also say that you can listen to this stuff for free, but if you want it for more than just October. Yeah. If you were hesitating about subscribing because which, you don't know what our content is. I don't know uh, what it's at now. When I was uh, putting all the episodes on Transistor earlier, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. I saw that uh, <laughs> there were four downloads on all three of our episode pieces that we uploaded. So the the raw, oh, the raw, the episode, oh, and the under the trench coat all had four downloads apiece. So pres oh, presumably the same four people just downloaded everything that came out today. Well, at least we know we have so like four listeners. But that was that was at that was <laughs> that was like around noon. So uh, So this is gonna be totally out of left field, but I, I think that this says something about my mental state for a long time. Uh is that when I was younger, that, that song used to really upset me because I was like, Man, mom's a whore. <laughs> <laughs> And it wasn't until way later in my life that I was like, oh, because it's dad. Oh. Yeah, that tells you I grew up in a single-parent household. <laughs> and had a lot of insecurity issues when I was younger. Yep. So that there's a nice little look into Ken's brain, I guess. Not that so, you needed it. Under the trench coat still has four. Raw has five, and the episode has seven. I was gonna say I was. I just pulled it up, and I saw that we've gone to one ninety one overall. Uh, and, and estimated subscribers is six. Yep. Which is up. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Um. And today is our highest downloads since we've started using transistor by three. We've had 16 downloads today, as opposed to 13 on, what fucking day was that? Like the 18th? The 19th. Okay. Yeah, we so we may have more subscribers, but that's just per whatever their favorite ear bacon station is, because they haven't subscribed to our newsletter. Well, and apparently um, Apple Podcasts is on top right now with nine. I see that. It, for a while there, it was, it was iHeartRadio. Uh, iHeartRadio, yeah. Which, Which is still it's looks still, like it's, it's taking the, second. It's the second highest, yeah. Yeah. 
Which is weird. That's just that's now, weird to me. See, I still say, and I, I I absolutely love how much of a breakdown Transistor gives. I just wish it gave listens also. Oh, we got listens in Canada. Yeah, those weren't there the other day. Those were not. Hi, Canada. Not there. Oh. So we have seven downloads in Canada. Again, hi, Canada. Oh, hey there, guys. Don't don't no, do that. No. <laughs> the, look, the, look, the comments look. and views portrayed by Brad Konauer <laughs> do not reflect those of the Rick Geek podcast. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. My, my, my boss is from, like, upper Wisconsin, and every now and then when he gets in, in a bad mood, the accent comes out. And so, so we joke around about this stuff all day long because it's hilarious because dude's like the nicest fucking guy ever. But when he gets mad, it's, we, we joke. Cause the last time that he got mad, he like hucked a, 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 a bolt across the shop because he was all contortioned in the back of a bus and trying to get this bolt in. It kept fucking falling out, falling out, falling out. Finally, he comes out of the bus and he hucks it and we're kind of standing there looking at him. And this is before we got the uh, the the new mechanic, but it's the the last one was there. We're both standing there looking at it, and he comes over and he said something, and it was very heavy accent. And the other guy goes, "Oh golly gee, I done thrown that right on across the darn dare shop, don't you know?" Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Arf, like. Arf. I I so I want to move there. I want to move there bad. Our Canadian audience is split between largely British Columbia and a little bit Saskatchewan. Hello to Saskatchewan and British Columbia. Hi. If we need some we need some uh we need some listens from Quebec. Quebec? There's oh, there's good fush, fucking fishing in Quebec. <laughs> fucking love me fishing in Quebec. <laughs> Oh gosh! If you're offended by any of this, we've listened, we've, it's we've, Letter Kenny, and we apologize. <laughs> if if you love like, Letter Kenny, however, so do we. <laughs> agreed. And we're all caught up now. Like we're Letter we're completely Kenny, caught up. Amber and I just watched everything. I'm not. I'm not either because I keep forgetting that there's. I don't know why you're all upset about that. Know, you I, know what? I and I, I'm sorry. <laughs> we uh. uh uh, the the last season, I was kind of surprised by a few things that that occurred during the course of the season. Uh, but the the last episode is is fucking fantastic. The perfect letter Kenny ending. We'll have to yell at Jen that that's going to have to be our go to. Yeah, I think show. we're. Too, I think I think we've missed the last two seasons. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah, yeah, Jen and yeah, I. We have. were we were two seasons we were two seasons behind as well. They, they, and they then, took, uh, like, almost a year to drop seven, and then they turned around and dropped eight in, like, three months. Yeah. Yeah. Their seasons are fucking weird. Yeah. Anyway, I don't... Again, totally off topic, but, you know... Once the boys is done, you motherfuckers need to, need to watch the rest oh, of that God. shit. Fuck that episode of the boys, by the way. No, nope, we're not there yet. Don't fucking talking about it. Okay, we we we've gone we've gone longer than than <laughs> than you lo- loosely planned on on pre-show, which is okay. That's good. That that means that I'm more likely to upload this um, as its own thing, which I should anyway. I mean, if we're giving this stuff away for free in October, who the hell am I to take away content from the 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 f- currently free people of the U.S. of A. Um, 
Yeah, I don't got anything else. So we got the loose, the loosey goosey plans. So we can just fucking we we'll just fucking fire into this bitch. So turn the fucking key, uh, turn it. kick some tires, light some fires. Turn the key, Nick. Turn the kitty. Tur- he's, turn the key. You say turn the kinny. I feel like you said turn the kinny. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I did. Turn me. <laughs> Turneth me upon thy chair. So you started a podcast with your friends the other year. <laughs> could, you, could you fucking imagine if we had planned enough and scripted a fucking letter? Oh my god! I would for the fucking anniversary episode. All right, <laughs> let's do A to Z, motherfuckers. Let's start no, this shit now. No, I'll die. I'll die. <laughs> uh, there'll be another uh, abracadabra. We have a podcast, but I said I didn't want to. No, no, we can't. We can't. We'll 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 plan it. We'll we'll have one. We'll do we'll do one. I, I was gonna say don't even because I don't have the brain power for that. <laughs> we'll get one. We'll do one. Word through the grapevine is there's another April Fool's coming around next year, so we'll see what happens. Um, what? <laughs> oh my oh. god! Full fucking Letter Kenny episode. Oh, that would be wonderful. Harkos is the toughest guy in. And uh, <laughs> wherever you guys end up oh, at that well, moment, the like, lane, don't come on the proper day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, not for now. This is not. That's not what this episode is for. <laughs> Future. No, we're mm, nipping it in the bud. Ending. We're done. Po- pre 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 show's over. Nick, cut it. Cut it right here. When you're done talking, because <laughs> the next bit's going to be the, the show. Got it? I know you want me to stop talking so you can cut it, so I'm going to shut up now. Future me hates past me most of the time. <laughs> I, I swear. I swear at myself a lot when I edit. I get so mad. <laughs> oh, man. How are you going to cut it there if you keep talking to yourself? I know. I know. See? This is what I mean. This is why I'm going to be pissy. Okay. I'm done. I'm going to... Mm. Give your fucking balls a time. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> so we're gonna get get the get the <laughs> fuck out of here, Brad. <laughs> you know what I thinks? I thinks that every time Brad speaks is I'm gonna just put sniffles over his audios. <laughs> Fucking four minutes ago, I said I was stopping the pre-show. <laughs> four minutes have gone by. Pre-show's still here. We're done. So, we're going to play the original intro from Night Zero. And everyone's going to be like, whoa, everything sounds crappy. It does. You're right. It sounds awful. And then we'll uh, we'll fire into it here. Nobody took the call. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, that's me. Yeah, see, we're you we're still just bitch. as bad at answering the call. I, it was it was it was a setup for a joke that I told no one about, 
And uh, that was a full thirty seconds. And so it, it took was. a little while. And I I think that that long pause is probably still going to be there when you hear this um, edited. <laughs> hey, we gotta fit. We gotta fill this time somehow. We got a year of content to talk about. It's only gonna take us twenty minutes. We can use every second we can get. Uh, no. Uh, to, hey, thank you so much uh, for for tuning in and catching this episode. Um, we got uh, stuff loosely planned uh, for the episode. I guess it's it's gonna be. Uh, more like if 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 you listen to the under the trench coat for episode fifty two or fifty three, uh, that's basically the format we're gonna run it's gonna with be here. Like an FDR uh, but there's not really questions we're gonna ask each other. We're just gonna kind of reminisce about the last be, year of the podcast. Yeah. So it's just it's just gonna be People us shooting the shit podcast essentially. America. Podcast world, yeah. world, sir. We can get 100%. across the world. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I thought I was born America. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, I'm sorry. I'm my, sorry, world. We, you're all probably laughing at us anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 statements and views expressed by Ricky Ken do not reflect those expressed by <laughs> fucking Deja Vu <laughs> by Rolling the Podcast. Um, we would like everyone to know that the the person in charge of running uh, Ken Brown has been sacked, and uh, we are we are welcome. We are currently to, looking welcome to currently looking for someone to replace him. Like to let you know that the person who um, replaced Ken has now been sacked. No, we 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 kid. That's that's what. <laughs> Sound as a moose. Yeah, bite. the 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 person in charge of moose. replacing has been sacked, and we are now just filling in with the person who's in charge of moose bites. How do we make all them boy moose go? Say, it's, no, it's God, rebuild the worst. We have, we have, we have, we have derailed. There's scaffolding that's holding this show up, and we've collapsed it already. So, I mean, I guess, I guess this is this is solid start though, because this. This derailment, this is what our... We we play D&D in our friend group on Saturdays. Um, and this is what the majority of it is. So uh, a lot of us, most of us, not Nick, which sucks most of the time, uh, have Saturdays off. And so uh, we got together and we played uh, D&D. Uh, just, just 5th edition D&D. Um, Ken and Brad were together longer. Oh, that's actually something that uh, we're supposed to talk about in the show. So we'll we'll maybe touch on that uh, here. I guess was was our our, our meetings of each other. Um, I was doing an improv thing with uh, a buddy of mine who happened to do D and D with uh, Ken and Brad and some other people. And <laughs> there was one point when he mentioned like maybe you guys will come we, by sometime to like are any of us. Can uh, I wipe man, my own ass? We were gr- grown adults, <laughs> make our own decisions. And, and I, uh, listen, just because, just because, just because we have unmatured in the last however long doesn't mean we weren't once grown men. Ken used to kill bugs for a living. That's, that's a man right there. Cause I can't kill bugs uh, just to stay alive, uh, let alone for, for a paycheck. Anyway, uh, 
So I said sure to my friend. I was like, yeah, I'd love to go to D&D sometime, even though I'm rather introverted. Um, and so meeting new people uh, is is like, that's all my energy for the year. And I was doing improv comedy. So that that used a lot of my backup energy most of the time. So there was one weekend we had a show on Saturday and he said, hey, let's talk Josh to you guys. They'd love to mixed, have you guys come by. We're doing this uh, like little one shot thing. It's a I monster mash that pretty much our buddy Josh, Josh uh, kind so. of created. Yeah, 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 yeah. Josh is the is the cousin of of my improv comedy buddy who uh, listens to the show. He actually lives up in, I think it's South Dakota. Aha! I think that's I think that's where he's at now. Maybe Doing he's cool in one shit. of the Dakotas. I think. Doing Maybe cool it's shit. Hell yeah. Sorry, Johnny Ray. If I if I said it wrong, yeah, he's always showing pictures of him. Like hiking and shit, like it's amazing. He he saw fucking goats, like just wild mountain goats the other day. That was awesome. Um, I say the other day could have been a few weeks ago. Anyway, improv comedy show gets done. He's like, hey, yeah, this is the address. We're gonna go here, do this thing. So the monster mash is just it's it's this uh, grid like bog standard grid out of like one of the books I think, but it's just got like thirty rooms or maybe only twenty nine rooms, something like that. And you pick a monster that you're going to play as, and they usually picked a CR. You could pick, you could be a CR like nine or whatever, whatever the, the, like Josh decides you can be. You pick that monster <laughs> and then he has a table. We have a D30. You roll the, whenever you enter a room, you roll the D30, random effect. Some are good. Most are bad. Um, and you go around, uh, you can kill other players, like other monsters that are being played by people. That gives you one point. There is a boss monster, and when it kills a player, it accumulates points. So obviously you want to kill that boss monster, and then you get those points. And that boss monster can respawn based on the number that it gets rolled into the room. And people can kill you, and they take all your points. So a player is initially worth one point, but they can take uh, the points off you as you get more. Um, so I showed up. And I beat Johnny Ray there because he was going to pick up a lady friend. And I sat outside for probably 30-ish minutes eating uh, my late dinner and got to a point where I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need this. I'm leaving. <laughs> the moment I started, I put my key back in the ignition, Johnny Ray pulls in. And I was like, well, this is going to be awkward because I still want to leave. And so he got out and came up to the car. He goes, hey, man, sorry it took me so long to get here, blah, blah, blah. Feel free to come inside. <laughs> I should be here soon. And me being the piece of shit introvert that I am, couldn't get up the nerve to say, no, I'm going home. So I drug myself out of the car and into the house. And then all of these strange men showed up in the house. Um, oh, Chris. Because uh, what? Uh, Abbott showed yeah, up. He was. Brad, Ken, yeah. Josh, Johnny Holland. I think that was everybody. And then obviously Johnny oh, Ray, yeah. myself, and Jared. No, Chris wasn't there. I don't. Oh, was he? Oh damn! Oh yeah, no, he was. He got there. He got there. I think he got there like last. Um, so all these guys show up. We're not going to talk about my thoughts on everybody because not everybody's in 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 the show. But Brad, I mean, if you <laughs> want to see Brad, his pictures on our website in our about page. He doesn't look like the person that you know him. Like if you you listen to Trevor, if you look at Brad's face while you listen to Trevor, you're gonna think we're full of shit. That something somewhere doesn't line up because when Brad walked in, he still had that beard. Like he has, like I don't know if it was bigger or not, but he still has a beard. I was and, gonna say and he had at, like, at the a, time a, a was when I was head, full bore. He's, got, he's it, a pretty stocky guy because he weight, like he so. does does weights and stuff. Dude. Not as often now, and that's okay. Your life's busy. 
well, this is where I die. <laughs> and, and and he and he was he scared he scared me. Like he came in and I was like, oh god! Like instantly, I because I have. <laughs> Well, because because I have bad self image, I was like, "Oh, this guy's not gonna like me." I was like, "I'm like I'm shocked he's even here to do the D and D stuff." Like, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing. Right? <laughs> All of these people were coming into this house to do D and D, and every person I came in, I was like, "They're gonna think I'm too nerdy. They're gonna think I'm too seriously." Like in the fucking environment you're in, like you're gonna get judged for being a nerd while you're playing. Like, what the shit, man? And then Ken, I think. Because Ken, so Ken has always, he used to live, I'll let him tell more of this, but he used to live closer to Brad and everybody. And he still drives down because like, since I've uh, started playing with him, he's always lived at least like an hour away, but he still drives down because of the company. But I'm pretty sure Ken was in Orkin close. No, no, no. I think, I know Josh was was in his scrubs. Maybe Ken wasn't, but Ken's fucking I, I I had moved on. Oh. Oh, was he at Target? No, I was. I was. I didn't. I, didn't I was think in, so. I, I was at Silent Orchid. I got. I got old man brain. So because that was that was only three years ago. Because this 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 daylight savings time this year will be the end of my third year okay. and the marker. You of guys my got fourth, better memories. The beginning than I of my fourth, I think. <laughs> yeah, it has to be because Josh's campaign, Ken's campaign, your campaign. But the night goes but, okay. So the night goes okay. Um, as I just mentioned, okay. we did it on uh, daylight savings weekend. Listen, I, I, I'm backing up. I was trying to push forward because I feel like I'm more involved. I was very aggressive. No, because Orkin, you were, had to have um, a you, you had to have but a clean Ken, face. Ken was super tall. Uh, he, See, you could have a fucking. I don't porn think you had facial hair at the time. Orkin didn't. See, the fucking Orkin didn't let you have bitches. it, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, but I, and I mean, I, I yes, no. Mm-hmm. That that was that used to be my thing. Now I, re- but I'm pretty I sure you still did the backwards hat. I'm, I'm, I'm but when I was wearing the padded hat, hat was on backwards because that is yeah. Your now touche, touche. I can't argue that. Oh God! I, I just shot tea out my nose. Thanks, Nick. It's because you're a fucking dad. I <laughs> 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 one dad. It's still acceptable you're, you're, to wear a backwards paddy hat for fashion purpose. But, uh, after you're two, a double dad mm, now. Game's over. Game's over. But yeah, Ken Ken was pretty intimidating just because he was tall and, I, and like, I think like that, he that was kind of mentioned there. He was kind of uh, aggressive, I, not in a bad way, but I mean we're playing fucking monsters. Oh, I I think I think Anthony was there too. Cause I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he was because he I, that was the night he played, played slime that slime. That night. I, I right? don't know if it was him or he played the bullshit slime and tried else. to kill me through I, a wall or some <laughs> shit, the, maybe. Or maybe that was a different monster this, match. We've done it a couple times. This is if somebody played a slime that night, it was definitely Brad and I talked extensively before that one because we were like, "What monster is going to give us the biggest advantage?" Because so many of them have resistance to non-magical damage, and so Brad and I took the only two that had magic weapons, like that their their attacks counted as magical. Like we were being such (laughs) douchebags, like. We're like, we're going to fucking win this. 
Because a lot of times we do these we we do these monster mashes as like a break from a regular campaign for like it like we've done so, well, one shots for Halloween or well, like if that, somebody can't be there. And I think that this one was a Halloween. Was it Halloween that we that we did it? Yeah. It could it, no because it was it was day it was daylight saving yeah. so I think it, it might have just been either way were, so we we do these every I mean, once in a while at the end of Brad's usually whoever the next wins gets was the last some sort of, of in game reward like whoever ends up with the most points like I've given out extra hit die or I uh, uh shit what did I there was something else that I did but like I've given out stuff to like the first the top person and the then the second place person that I do something with. Oh yeah, that was that was one. Well, in 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 uh, in own Dean, I got to pick from the deck of many things if I wanted to, or or I got a choice. I could there was there was an item. I think you said you would just give me outright an item that you had like specifically picked or were going to build or whatever. Like there was a specific thing that you were like, I can give you this, or you can pick from the deck of fucky things, which I was a wild. Uh, magic sorcerer and um we had picked a compendium of like ten thousand wild surge <laughs> table from the internet that ken found um so I, I rolled with the chaos i was like yeah no the thing that is not definitely a good thing and then it was a good thing i got i got like 10 grand uh gold in like jewelry and then that's how i gave uh but are, are you good the, with your, your intro to, you... to my my later to be wife in Ondine. Yeah, no, that's basically it. I was very intimidated. I told myself I was well. Uh, so that's what I was gonna say. Is that night was uh, daylight savings, so it was getting closer and closer. Like we, I Johnny probably finally showed up between like nine and ten, I think ish somewhere in there. And so it was already late and I had done the improv stuff and I had helped like set up at the bowling. I like that was at that time. The improv stuff was a whole big thing uh, from all of us because we, we took more time and then my work got crazy. So I helped less, which made me feel guilty. But anyway, so I, I was already tired when we started. Then it got to be midnight and I was like, we got to be wrapping this thing up soon. And Johnny actually mentioned he was starting to get tired. And I was like, cool. And Johnny Ray's like wimping out. I can totally wimp out. Like, I'm comfortable doing that. And then Josh goes, what do you mean? We go till four. And in my head, I just went, nope, uh-uh, not happening. That's not fucking happening. And then Josh called out and he goes, and it's daylight savings time, which means we get an extra hour of game time. And I went, definitely not happening. That will not be a thing ever that I do. And so I stayed till fucking four in the morning, uh, which felt like five because it was the day before. Um, and then I went home and I was like, I don't know. And then Johnny told us, uh, told uh, and, and me and the other guy, Jen like, kind of forced you to go cool in the first place. Like again. she was telling and you. And so that... I was, I made the decision. I was like, well, I'll see how I feel about it. So went, well, yeah, she told me to stay. Like I was texting her. I was like, Johnny's still not here. And I, and well, and, uh, even before I went there, I told her, I was like, Johnny, invite me out to do this. And she's like, well, you've talked about D and D before. And I just think like, I don't know. You'll have Johnny there and like, you'll know people. It won't be that bad. And so she convinced me I was, and she was like, just go see what it's like. And you can always leave if you want to. 
And so I went and I ate my food, and then I kept texting her, and she's like, "Well, maybe he'll, maybe he's just running. You don't know what he's doing. Like, just stick it out. But if you need to go home, yeah, so, uh, I so get thank it. you, Jennifer. And so and Johnny she Ray. definitely we, we um, like coaxed me much. into uh, <laughs> exerting the energy to to be around you people. Um, and I showed up the next weekend on on Saturday, and it was the end of Brad's campaign. And people were just like, the the night lasted maybe an hour because Brad's campaign just ended, and we're like, all right, cool. Uh, here's the information for the campaign. We'll start next week, and yeah, uh, yeah, it was. all right, night everybody, go make characters. And then we all fucking went home because that was in somebody's. I think it was at Johnny's again, and it was in his garage. Because uh, the the other time he was house sitting, so it was at it was somewhere else. But that last night it was in Johnny <laughs> Ray's garage. But it wasn't long. Like, I showed up and was mentally prepared to try and excuse myself before four. I think it was done before midnight. Because Brad, Brad wrapped his <laughs> campaign. And then we all just, like, everybody just left. I was like, well, what the fuck is this group? Like, is it four or is it 30 minutes? Like, I don't know. But I fucking showed up again. And I, I built my person. And I didn't get to use him. But that's not what we're talking <laughs> about. Uh, so that so just real is, quick uh, I, cause, uh, my but, I, I was terrified I came, of these two <clears> now ah, here we fuck, are a well, year it was, the podcast it's been uh, eight years I think eight or nine years since uh, since I first met Brad because uh, it was 2011 <laughs> I think it was 2011 that I, I first started coming down and I had just gotten out of a really bad 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 relationship uh and uh i i knew somebody else in the group uh i i had met i i met brad once and he intimidated me in a target uh but uh it, it, it like so, cracks me up here that shit <laughs> i know it i'm sure it does but you're a big fucking guy i uh, and so <clears throat> i i moved down Really, you know, pretty close because I was living a little ways away at the time. I moved back down close, and then the first weekend that the the other guy was like, "Yeah, why don't you come? We're playing Magic: The Gathering," and I was playing Magic, be you know, on my own with some people that I knew where I used to live. What? And so he was like, "Why don't you come and you know meet all the guys, and you can you know we can play some Magic." I was like, "Cool, uh, yeah, that's awesome." And so I go home from work that night. I get all like, I I, I get dressed. And, like, want to look good so that I don't look like a fucking scrub when I show up. And I just sit there and wait. And I wait. <laughs> and I wait. And I never hear anything. And I go to bed super depressed. Because I'm like, oh, this, you know, he, he told me to come, but he never, like, he never texted me or anything. So, I guess, I guess not. I guess everybody just said no. Like, we don't need anybody. And then, like, the next day... I passive passive aggressively said something about it. He's like, "Dude, you should just fucking come over." I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and so from there, I uh, I'm pretty sure that the next the the next weekend I came. And we used to do Fridays at the yeah. time. And so it was Friday. I I go and I I'm pretty sure West I uh, had rum chata yep. and I I took a shot of rum chata off of myself. So that's fun. I uh, <laughs> But I <laughs> Yeah, memories. I uh, 
goddamn cinnamon toast crunch tasted oh, shit. God. I, but I, it, long story short, is uh, Brad and and the rest of the people that we game with. I, uh, <laughs> it, it definitely helped me get through probably one of the darkest times of my life. I uh, and kind of helped bridge my sanity gap uh, over to meeting my uh, now wife and. Uh, adopted son and now natural born son so uh yeah that's that's what i got oh yeah that'd be me then yeah uh, there are only three of us and two out of the three have spoken oh god yeah right right <laughs> he doesn't talk much sorry greg talk much well, uh, well, there's there's four of us, but Craig was kind of forced into this relationship. So. Only one, only only says one sentence per night. That's so, what I like most about him. He's the easiest we one of we us need an have. automated voice for when we roll for initiative, like something like roll, 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 roll for initiative. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Um, let's see. So, thank you, Craig. so the so so the other johnny johnny holland that brought ken in i played D &D with him and a handful of other people for a while and then we kind of stopped and didn't do anything for a bit and then we started playing magic and then he brought his brother-in-law in which is josh and uh that was pretty cool because Josh is a absolutely fucking amazing guy. <clears throat> Who we tried to get on the podcast, but uh, uh, he's super uh, can busy. Con- can confirm super busy. There is there is a perma spot open if he ever wanted Agreed. to join. Um, yeah. He he just it's it is it is. Yeah for the best yeah that he decided he was unable to though because josh has a, a wife frontline children worker through all two this of 2020 which are small, chaos tiny and he's children, been kicking major ass and he's it's been kicking his ass but he's been kicking he's major ass, ass and so, uh he's he's out there kicking ass half dead <laughs> and 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 then he still shows up most Saturdays and hangs out till fucking four and does some of the coolest shit that makes Brad currently Brad's eye twitch like a motherfucker. He's, and, and, uh, he's, he's, he's very, very knowledgeable. About yes. I'm in love with him. Okay. It's surprising how often, and, and it's how true. often those Jennifer things knows end up and, and I want the world the to know it. world. Like there was one time that we were doing a one shot and I think it was, uh, I think it was Abbott who was running it. And he, he said something about it was like a military train that we were on and and that there was military aircraft and blah, blah, blah. And Josh is like, oh, is it this or is it this? Because if it's this, then I can take fuel out of it and I can do this and this with it. And he's just staring at him like, oh, God, I don't even know. Like, just beautiful stuff like that that just out of nowhere uh-huh. he'll, he'll pull. <laughs> like in fucking Brad's, he sits there and he goes, "How big are those spiders? Wh- why? Cause, cause I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just asking. Like, how big are the spiders? Probably about the size of a Doberman. 
okay, cool. I want to take their web. Okay, you take their web. And then he just turns smiling and like clapping. And he goes, all right, cool. And writes it down in his fucking inventory. And Brad's like, what? Why? And Josh goes, if if they're that big, the diameter of their web uh, scaled up has to be about this big. Spider Silk has got super great tensile strength. I just got super titanium rope. And Brad's just like, no. And Josh goes, yeah, no, you said I could take it. And that's how science works. And just fucking writes it down. And, we're, and Brad's like, okay. So then Brad has to find creative ways to ruin what, what Josh's solving your super weapons. Is it yes. Yeah. So he'll let Josh do something yeah. super cool the one time and then goes, ah, but it falls into a pit of despair. Even though he won't admit to it. But yes, he nope. is totally super. At, at, but, some yeah, point, man, man at some is, point, man is a I'm genius sure that Nick in, will, in will play this word. audio for him. It'll be like, shut the fuck up. Yep. He's a very humble genius. Yeah, probably. Uh, anyway. But yeah. So, uh, so, 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 so Johnny brings, uh, is like, Hey, uh, you know, my brother-in-law wants to play magic. It'll probably be tomorrow. Uh, you guys mind if, if I bring him in? Like, sure. I think there was like three or four of us with a couple stragglers that kind of popped in and out at the time. And, uh, so we're like, sure. So he brings Josh over. And again, Josh is an amazing guy and hit it right off because he's an amazing dude. And uh, then I don't know how long after Josh got there, but then Johnny again is like, hey, I, I got this guy at work was pretty cool, dude. And, you know, and then I think I went, I don't, re I remember going into Target once. I don't remember if we were in there for something else and you just happened to be working, Ken, or if he actually took me in there to say hi. <laughs> I, I don't know because your whole family was there. I uh, well, it was you. It was I. Uh, I remember Katie and I remember you and Amber. I I don't remember Corbs being. I don't there, know, but I remember meeting you in Target before you actually came over. But I I don't remember much past that. Back to old man brain. I don't expect yeah, you that's to. Good. At this that's point, good. my my brain does not function that way. Uh. So then Ken starts coming over and we're playing magic for quite a while. And then was it, was it Abbott come, moving back that got us back in? Yes. So that's what started. Yeah. D &D because, and that was, that was a, a big moment for me because I had not played any kind of tabletop role and playing game since I was like maybe my senior year of high school. I, uh, and so, you know, I played magic and that was fine. Uh, but I, my interest in D and D had waned because, uh, again, the, the very bad relationship that I was in every time that I ever brought it up, it was, that's way too damn nerdy. You're not doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, Nick. And coming, coming from Come the play D &D. Who, who Those are the reactions nerd. I expected from the group of people who were doing <laughs> like, the same thing as I you was. You know, it, it, around the same time got me into magic, which I think is, I mean, in, in its own way, it's almost, I know. I know. So It's made by the same fucking people. Like, you know what? I don't, like, don't want to know more shit, people. Lady? It's just us. Like we're the cool cats. We don't need more people. And I mean, it, so it, it took me a while to get uh, used to that. And it was all kind of mm -hmm. like weird because you guys moved like three times, yeah, we did. very in very quick succession there. Yeah, that was uh, chaos. So that, that was, was also kind of absolute difficult. chaos time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, it threw it threw me off the first time we gamed in Josh's backyard. Like I was so used to going to Brad's, and then when you were like, "Yeah, we could go outside at Josh's," like we usually do, and I went, Mm-mm, "Not a new place." Also, like I'm not like I'm cool hanging out with the new people that like we're we're getting along, but this relationship is still fresh. And now you're trying to take me to a second location, and I don't know if I feel safe yet. So I'm not. I don't know. And it was fine. I mean. I got I got ash on my laptop when because I, I was trying to take notes. <laughs> it wouldn't be fine now. I ain't about to half edit half D and D. Yeah. In, so in, in so the, Ken in the shows up Illinoisian we, we, weather. We magic that for a while. That uh, ain't the life I'm trying to live. Comes back and we start D and Ding again. I don't remember we we put in what, one or two games probably. Question mark. Before before Nick, maybe three. I uh, so it was Abbott's first game, then, yeah, then Josh running oh, Princes of oh, the no, Apocalypse, so was, and then me it was running four games. Own yeah. D, or Own Dean One yeah, You you ran Own Dean One then, We hugged the World Stone, and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then and then it was like so like one session before the end of years when Nick yeah, came in. Yeah, so it was like it was like four campaigns. Which there was some other wonder, reason. Yeah, there was the, some. The, there was some other. We, we were already planning Johnny it, and he was like, "Well, hey, since it's not a campaign, uh, Jared and I in." If if I recall, and maybe you guys were just like, and then and we were like, I, I do believe you are. And correct. We were like, yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I think. Well, you shut your hole, and then. And then, and then you so, met us, and you hated us, and and everything so future went Nick, to I'm shit. Need you to now that part we begrudgingly we record like a podcast together, but <laughs> off screen we don't even like each other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so like four campaigns, and then we have the the monster mash. Future and, Nick don't listen to a goddamn thing you gotta say. He barely Nick listens to shit I have to say. Everybody in the monster mash that night and wins. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 that is not what happened. No, 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 no. Nick Nick got shit on repeatedly. Nick wasn't told and Nick wasn't told until there was like an hour left that you could change monsters when you died. So Nick just played the same monster all fucking night and didn't even take into account that other people were switching. And I remember why the it, the magical weapon thing was because Josh told you guys what you were going to fight. Josh told you what the monster, the boss monster was. Because I remember that. Because I was attacking, I had to go and attack the boss monster, but it was resistant to anything non-magical. And my creature didn't have magical attacks. So I just fought playable <laughs> characters, but it was my first foray into this. So I was trying my damnedest to fucking learn how to do this and failing miserably. So I was sitting there just walking around and then it got to my turn right before the end of the night. And Josh was like, so what do you want to do? I go, I don't know. I can't fucking do anything. He goes, boss monsters right there. I was like, so like, I can't fucking hurt him. I go, my attacks only deal half. Like I, I haven't been able to hit him for shit all night. And so Josh eventually goads me into doing that. And I was like, I, okay, fine. I mean, it's not like I can do anything else. 
So I rolled, I hit, and I think I did, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it was minuscule damage. And Josh goes, well, you killed it. And now you have like 15 points because that thing had been on a murder rampage. And then everybody went after me for 20 minutes and I just, I just ran away a lot until I, I know I'm pretty sure Anthony was there because that's what is Anthony caught me and was trying to slowly, he, he had like acid or some shit was inside his ooze and he was trying to slowly like suffocate, kill me. And I was trying to run away and I couldn't. And then technically I think he should have killed me, but then Josh was like, well, game's over anyway. <laughs> and, and I won, which I think was Josh's way of trying to get me to stick around and have a good time because I think you could kind of tell I wasn't being as I couldn't fucking hurt anything. Like I felt, I felt pretty poopy. Uh, but then, then I, I was handed a victory to me. It feels that way. I don't know that it happened that way, but, but that's <laughs> the what it last feels like. one. And the then, last one um, that we did. I've actually dominated <laughs> I, uh, monster matches since I, then. Uh, for I dominated I know what for and I feel really bad Fuck about it. Salamander. Well, no, that was that was that was the first. Oh yeah, one we that did, was, was that salamander. was that was the yeah. first one. Uh, but the yeah, last one that we did, we were playing ourselves. Uh, like our characters from the, oh, yeah. from the game yeah, we were running, were. and uh, because that was when you. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> That's what that fucking thing in my but, book is uh, for. Because I. I ended up club. getting That's the random magic character. item, I don't know what it and is. I got like the fucking staff That's of frost that you could do yeah, color cold with, yeah. and just fucking destroyed wide swaths of shit around me. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyway, so so one day, so, so we 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 continue to play D anD D on the weekends together for a while, and then. Like it's been brought up a handful of times about how cool it'd be to start a podcast and yeah, play D and D. Because we we had dabbled with the idea of trying to record our regular game sessions on multiple occasions that we we had talked about that. Mm-hmm. Not just for podcast reasons, but like, uh, you know, like streaming them or trying to do something more with with our games, uh. And then I, around that same time, I had gotten really big into, like, because I was driving a lot for work. And so I was listening to a lot of podcasts, uh, most of them D&D related, while I was driving around. And I was talking to Brad and Nick and, and Josh especially about it. Uh, and and so that this is kind of what spurred these, uh, these series of events. Uh-huh. And we we talked about it and talked about it and then then it got like there was at least a couple of times where it, it got borderline serious <laughs> and then one day the, oh, go ahead the oh, I'm just, I'm trying to uh, so the day the day it got for real um was was it july it was somewhere around there i feel like i'm trying to pull up we did this once in our in our chat where we pulled up um june june yeah. june 27th at 608 p.m 
of 2019, <laughs> Bragg created a group and named the group Things Question Mark. <laughs> and then Ken goes, Stuff and Things. And Brad goes, So, I wonder, what if we did like a three-man Friday night recorded game over PC and tried to do something like Patre- uh, like Patreon and whatnot? Just been pondering things. I think the shit we run is just as good as most of the stuff you hear. I don't know, lol. And I went, ooh, because I was I was not on board. <laughs> I did not. I did not in any way. Like I I got added to this group uh, without my consent. <laughs> Brad threw this idea out there, and honestly, okay, this is gonna sound really bad, and I I mean this in the nicest way possible. The first thing that popped in my head is I'm gonna fucking have to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> and ta-da! <laughs> and here we are. But but Brad did that, and I was like, well, I don't want to be the shithead to tell Brad no instantly. So I just went, ooh, as in like that's an interesting idea. Let's let's just let it die here. <laughs> and it and it and it didn't. So he continues saying that Josh doesn't want to do anything like that, but he figured it would just be us. And then Ken brings it up, and he's like, but I don't get home till like nine thirty. So Fridays we'd have to work around that and all this stuff. And then it just it just builds from there until like a few days later we come up with a name and then like, oh shit, it's getting real. And then a few weeks later, Ken bought a fucking microphone and I was like, oh, we can't, I can't kill this now. <laughs> like there's, there, there has been money spent on this idea and and now it's, it's unstoppable. And, and then we had a couple nights where we just got on and shot the shit made sure that the internet could handle us being connected for a while um we had some test recording sessions i think we test recorded night zero a couple times before we had like a solid one uh, which is the one we uploaded i don't think i even have those because i wasn't saving them at the time um i i don't think maybe i fucking who who knows (laughs) they're probably buried somewhere but um yeah june of of 2019 and and is when this chaos storm ensued and, and it was super spurred by a shitty day at work <laughs> as as many such things are it, it was just right. a real horrible day i don't even remember what the hell went wrong that day it was just a bad day and all of a sudden i'm like you know what i want to make a podcast maybe people will just, maybe these guys will do it with me let's find out <laughs> uh but when he when he sent the message, uh, you know, I, I, I have a DM'd. I, I I've DM'd for our personal group twice now, uh, and I before that had been a long time. But I I used to I used to DM off and on for the group that I ran with, and we had kind of a shared world that we all ran within, which is why whenever we talk about Ondine, that was part of the the world that I've made when I was very young. And so I've had a lot of time to think about these things. And so I uh, the the kind of like base parts of Riven are from some <clears throat> ideas that I had for that world when I was younger. Uh that time has given me a little bit more uh experience and world knowledge to to kind of create. I uh, but the so much about Riven is is based around dragons, and I am not typically a huge dragon fan. I don't really like to use them in games because they're very they, they tend to be very tropey. 
Uh, it's like, and there's a dragon. You're like, oh no, it's a dragon. Let's slay the dragon. Uh, and so the the ideas that I had for for Riven being based around that was you know dragon stuff, but with a with a twist that it wasn't just you know that dragons were around, but it was that they were tyrannical and they ruled the world, and that but something happened to to break that rule and that that power that was used still scars the world because of of how much umph had to be into it and so that's where you know kind of my my base ideas for riven were born was that idea of of something so powerful being taken out and how it affects the world and then what happens if that stuff starts getting pushed back in uh which is where our heroes then uh, quote-unquote answer the call so speaking of your dming and own dean so ken's dm'd two home sessions of own dean and his own dean stuff is dark and i don't <laughs> it's it's like stab you in the feels hardcore dark and be it's 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 like the witches from left for dead rip open your intestines or their intestines and and charisma you to make babies with the entrails dark (laughs) but which is all born is all born from event horizon yeah that that movie was a huge inspiration for that particular monster uh which is a pretty fucking dark movie yeah it is yeah Uh, maybe one of the darker ones that's out there but like that on an emotional level that I I like to push the characters to that yeah. brink because I'm pretty sure at some point every every party member was questioning what the fuck they need what they what they should uh, do. More than once, yeah. It, thanks. Or yeah. if what they were doing was yeah. the right thing. Yeah. More than once. And I love I love being in that place. I love having people be in that place because that's a good story. That's oh, yeah. where the story is born. It's like it, the moral ambiguity in the gray areas, not just the black and white, but what's in the middle is like, I, I, I think I'm saving this world, but is what I'm doing worth the, the end result? Do the ends justify the means as, as the trope goes. But I think that heroes charging into battle and winning over, over evil indiscriminately every single uh-huh. time is boring as fuck. Agreed. And so I want to throw a little bit of chaos into it and see how everyone feels at the end. And at the epilogues for Ondine 2.0, I don't think that there was a dry eye in that entire fucking No, room. y'all stabbed <laughs> me in the heart like five times. So don't say y'all don't say y'all like you weren't part of your own problems. I, you didn't have to go. You didn't have to leave her. Ah, <laughs> ah. Like, so, so Ken stabs me in the heart and then like, Josh and Nick both proceed to take that dagger and just twist it as they drive it deeper. Long, long story short, Josh and Brad built characters that literally relied on each other. Josh was a fairy that had pissed off a god. And I was a warforged. Adjacent. That got god adjacent. And lore that we found out later is that technically, like, Josh powered... Josh being tethered to Brad's warforged robot man is what gave that tin man a heart. But Josh could go only go within 30 feet. That was his punishment. He pissed off a fucking God adjacent person. And 
that he, that's he what he tried had to, to do. He tried to steal a deity's puppet, and so therefore he was tied to a puppet. Which, mind you, Ken took this story and ran with it and looped it all back to where it all turned into a setup to get this team together to do the good things across the world to keep the bad things from happening to the world. It's a big, it's a circle. It's not a square. It's a circle. And it was glorious. Absolutely glorious. But by the end of the campaign, they had earned separation rights. We'll put it that way. Which? And so Brad... (laughs) in the dark of the night decided to set the fairy free and steal away to go be a hero in other dimensions. So, and the reason that, that he set the fairy free is because Josh's character was like the way he described her was very tiny Tina ish, very chaotic and whatnot. So she was always complaining about being trapped, you know, like it was her prison. So Roe, which was my guy, felt real bad that he, he felt like, you know, he was, he was trapping her. So in his head, letting her free was a good thing, which she didn't want. She complained about it, but she didn't want it. And then he went to go off to, to save the world through these other, like jumping through these portals and stuff and doing big things. And then as he goes to leave, one of the NPCs that he was pretty close to through, a good portion of the game. You you brought her back from the dead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and, not, and, and, not like Brad you know, specifically, but the party. The party did, but Brad, we, it was, we, Brad we was heavily involved in that. And she got that. killed, and Brad, I think it was, I think it was Rose Guilt that made us make that yeah, deal. Yeah, it was, because he said he'd protect her, and then we left to do things, and she got killed. And, at that moment, like Josh and I said, we're going to fight death if we have to right now, because fuck her. <laughs> we're we're going to get her back. And then the one who came closest to fighting Yanesh was me. So there's, there's that. We had a very on again, off again relationship in the most um, dirtiest of ways in, in all forms of dirty, both uncomfortable and uh, borderline sexual. But yeah, so I, I go to leave and she stops me and and confesses her love and oh oh man which is which mind you for the audience like a year and a half before this campaign ended or like at least a year minimum when she died her house was in cinders so we went looking for stuff to make sure she was okay we wanted to see some sign or semblance that she was alive my character came across a diary and we didn't find her. And I think maybe we had already discovered like she she had passed at this point because my character, I, I, there was a reasoning for why I went through her diary. So I'm pretty sure like we had found her and then we were just looking for any other survivors and I came across her diary and I was like, well, she's dead. Maybe there's information in here like typical video game type stuff. It's like, oh, the bad guys were, ah, and like that's just written in here. <laughs> and it scrolls so off I flipped, the page in a scraggly line. Yeah. So I, I flip through and near the end of the diary of the most recent entries is her talking about how she can't control her feelings for this metal man. And she knows that it doesn't make sense and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I read it and then I was going to I was going to go tell him and be like, hey, just so you know, like, boom. Then we brought her back to life. 
And so my character went up and was like, I believe this is yours, ma'am. And she goes, oh, did you? Yeah, I thought you were dead. I'm sorry. And she goes, but you haven't. And I go, nope. And she goes, please don't. And I went, I'll die with it. <laughs> and it didn't get brought up until the last fucking day. <laughs> and then Brad went fucking dimension hopping anyway. Oh, it killed me. I, and it was by, I, far, I had a I, by far the hardest decision I've ever made in a D&D game. It fucking it, killed it, me. It was it, because uh, Brad had approached me with this idea a long time before the end came that he's like, if I make it to the end, this is what I want to do is because there's this whole host of shattered realities that I uh, have with there, there's these creatures called the world eaters that I have within my game that when the seed of the world is destroyed by, by the evil deeds within that world, then it breaks a protective barrier that allows these world eaters to come in and ravage the world. And so their reality was the last reality that was left. And so he's like, if, if we succeed, if Roe makes it to the end, this is what I want to do. I want to go with Avril, who is the person that they've met that is, is telling them all this information. I want to go with her to try to save, to try to save other realities, to try to fix these things. And I was like, cool, but I'm going to try to fuck you. I'm going to try to make you stay yeah. because there's people who have a vested interest in you within this world. And so that, and that was a long time after I had made those decisions for her that she was, she was falling for him. And then lo and behold, we get there and I'm like, okay, this is that moment. This is where you're going to get hit. <sighs> and it's like these, this is your choice. You can follow the path of the hero, which is what you have done, which is what the spirit that was inside of you did with their life. Or you could try I. to become e. a You've real already boy. already done that, so you don't need to do it a second time, dickwad. <laughs> <laughs> or you I, can try to become a real boy. Or you could try to pursue a real life and maybe become the, you know, at least the embodiment of the spirit that was with that had fueled your soul. Uh, and so you made your decision and I can't fault you for that decision. I just like to throw monkey wrenches <laughs> in and see what happens. Oh, I can, I can fault him for it. Don't worry. about <laughs> it. It, 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 it. Interesting things because what if, what if, if Roe had said something to Hovid, would Hovid have gone with Carrie? If would he have taken Carrie with him to go and follow Roe and do the same thing? No, no, Roe can be kind of persuasive. I I know, but I I had I had my own promises to keep, and and I had I had so much fucked up brain stuff going on that I I by the end of that campaign, I had consolidated my splintered minds into reconciliation with each other, to the point where they were a newly formed little ho ho that had all the best bits of all three of them. Yes. Even one Intel. And, <laughs> and, um, he had, he had a different outlook, but I, I made, I made a promise to Margot, and that, that is what fueled my epilogue is that <laughs> promise that I made to someone that I had, I had to this day, I had to kill that woman and it eats me up. <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I mean, I did have a choice, but for romantic reasons, I had to make a very difficult choice within making that choice. 
And I mean, I don't know that I chose correctly, but I know that Margo wasn't completely shocked or upset by it because there was a note that she expected it. I found a note and it gave me, I mean, I got control of her baddies. But it, it, it cut me so deep. There was there was like this boss character that we had dealt with a couple times in the campaign. And we were on, like it was final battle. Like huge all-out war in the capital. And I go strutting out into the battlefield as Ken had done stuff that broke my character mentally. And so I had splintered into like a, a dark version of myself, a regular version. And then there was a shitty spell that got cast on him. So we created a one intelligence version because that's what the spell <laughs> did. It lowered my intelligence to one uh, for a few hours. So the dark version goes out to make talky talks with Margo, who also lore wise is my aunt. Um, yeah, and just, you did kind of. Yeah, aunt adjacent. Um, if I yeah, if I aunt, wasn't but not by blood, but by yeah, creation. Yeah, if if I wasn't a I I I was playing a a homebrew race uh, called a mannequin because I wanted to tie myself uh, to the world in weird fucky ways because everyone else had backstory ish ideas because they had done own Dean 1.0 and they they broke that campaign for Ken. <laughs> I didn't play that other one so I had no ties so I felt jealous so I told Ken I was like this is what I want to do based on what everyone else said and everyone went ew god no why why would you do that and I went yep I want to do it twice now <laughs> mostly um, because so of your I, terrifying picture so that's that's what I that's that's what I did um and so this this lady was the sister of the guy who built me, and I mean I had the bloodline magic in me from from the the olden kings, which were the the reigning family. Um, wrongly, rightly, who's to say? Uh, but we well, lived... an olden king sits on the Odinian throne now, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we uh, so we we went to have very diplomatic. I mean it was it was very regal what happened she had her army of skelly undead scary people i had my ragtag crew of whoever the fuck was behind me at the wall and us two generals quote unquote walked up to each other there was other shit happening on other parts of the city but on on my side we walked up and we talked and i was like it doesn't have to be this way like you can be on my side we could use your army it would be great like we can put your your dad you were the oldest. He never gave you what you were rightfully owed, blah, 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 all this stuff. And shockingly, she goes, you're right. But if we're going to do that, um, I want to continue the bloodline. I was like, okay, cool. And she goes, pure. And anyone who knows blue bloods knows that um, in incestual <laughs> children to, to keep the bloodline uh, pure isn't that big of a deal when it comes to regality. Now, as Ken pointed out, I'm a magical creation, so it probably would have been chill. And Hovid, I mean, Margot, she she was pretty fine. However, I was romantically uh, intertwined with another, and that was a whole other can of worms. <laughs> um, she would have she would have lightninged the fuck out of both of you anyway. <laughs> Yeah, she 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 was like she was like a storm sorcerer build, uh, and she had all this other crazy going on, and we both had our own things, and our relationship had been through so much as it was. So like, even if I tried to tell her, be like, no, it was, it was to save the people. That was something that I didn't want to wade through. And at the time, 
the dark me was at the helm. And then we called the session for the evening. So I sat on it for a week. (laughs) And then we came back and I was prepared to fight this woman whom in, in a very familial way, I loved the character and I loved Margot, and I, I didn't want to have to fight her, but I wasn't going to give her a kid. Not because she even said, she goes, I, I need you to get me a child. And I just went, okay, I can do that. She goes, no, from you. And I went, well, it's going to be a little <laughs> bit more difficult to do that one, that option that you said. So the n- next week rolls around and I tell Ken that like, I walk up to her, I like extend my hand and I go, okay, I agree. And she kind of, she kind of looks and uh, everything goes fine and we shake hands and then um, I very dastardly uh, take my other hand, grab my sword, and I run her through. And I leaned in and I said that um, he says to tell you that he's sorry because the nice version of me didn't want it to happen, but he agreed that it had to happen. Because my fucking personalities talk amongst themselves inside my head, which is a whole fun thing to, to roleplay by yourself for a week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I did. I, 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 I killed it her. And then I, I did. I had power over army um, for a little bit. And it was it was helpful. Uh, but I still feel bad. But I promised her that I would get um, blood back in her rightful place, which was a specific um, like uh, uh, town, city, city, um, state. city, state. Thank you. Um, there was one that she was supposed to rule. And so I told Ken that. I know I can't just walk in and take over the fucking place, but I was like, I want to have kids. And we rolled for him. And my oldest was a girl. And I said, we're going to name her Margo. And I said, I want to groom her to take over the city state uh, when, when the time comes around and we'll see how that plays out in own Dean 3.0. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's, let's uh, yeah. shimmy well, this back onto the one, Riven. One rails. quick thing. The uh, reason why I brought that up is because with Ken's, extremely good dark storytelling hopefully after riven i can convince him to run us through vampire or world of darkness world of darkness you say after riven like ken's not going to slowly familiarize himself with our audience and we're just going to slip into worse and worse shit (laughs) i mean that could be too anyway so yeah back back to the stuff that was that was the whole reason i brought it i i do try really hard to keep riven lighter uh and sometimes it's day Except for St. Patrick's Day. Then I tried to go full dark. Uh, Which is, we did ask for, off mic. You did. Brad you and did. I begged Ken to show his true colors. <laughs> and then he unleashed uh, six months worth of block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I try to keep Riven lighter. Uh, and that's why I have some goofy characters that show up and, and dumb like d- dumb things like uh the uh Huey Huey, Huey Dewey Louie and Zooey. Guards. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and, like I had the like the random shit like that that 
for some reason just pisses you off. That I anytime that I do a silly voice, I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking piss one of you off. It's, it's not, not any time. It's just it's it's certain it's certain it, you pick the worst moments. Yeah. It's which, it's definitely which, situational <laughs> silly voices. In which which honestly is probably speaks a lot more to Brad and I as people than to you because Ken is trying to lighten the shitty mood that and we're like we in. fucking hate this guy. <laughs> and it doesn't work. Like, he's like, I know Trevor's dead, and I know all these bad things have happened, but listen to Goofy Man, who's going to charge you 150 a night. And I go, no. Take this fucking severed arm, dickwad. <laughs> That's apparently my word for the day, is dickwad. And and then so, and then we kill a guard. So it's not... It's, it, it's, it's Ken's situational choice of things. Um, which, again, is probably more on Brad and I, but that we'll, we'll say it's Ken's fault. <laughs> Well, you know, I, uh, but I, I think that it's a rich world of characters that have been created overall that you have. I, I there's a nice, uh, I think more than anything else that I've done, there is a very nice blend of NPCs that are around you. Some, some that are, you know, pretty faithful, some that are, uh, you know, are liars or cowards or, uh you know nobility that like there's and, and it's just gonna get kind of more rich from here because i have a whole oh boy i have a whole slew of characters to to start throwing out at you here soon but i i where do we want to go from here do we want to talk about like your characters and how they came to the world and how they grew how they yeah. how they've grown they over grown. this year yeah so why don't we have um Brad talk about how uh, Trevor popped into his noodle. I'll do Harkos, and then we can um, pop them into Riven and scoot through some stuff. So, Ken very vaguely kind of gave us the lowdown of what was happening. And I always play... 95% of the time, I play something that doesn't use magic because I'm a terrible spellcaster. And... I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do something with magic for once. And so I was trying to think of something I hadn't played. And I'm like, ah, how about a cleric? And so then I came across the forge cleric. And I'm like, I started looking stuff up. And I, I found like a, a, a half-ass build to make a, a more melee-focused uh, forge cleric. Be because what says caster more than, hey, more hey, than melee build? Pseudo-caster. Look, I, I had a... So... I, I played a, a mostly warlock slash paladin in in one of the campaigns and had an absolute blasty blast. So I thought maybe if I go pseudo caster, I could have a blasty blast. Never played a cleric, decided to play a cleric, found a more melee tanky focused. And, and honestly, I wanted to be a little more tanky rather than, you know, straight caster because as a group, I, I enjoy playing the tank anyways, but I wasn't exactly sure how everything would go. So... I find this build that gives me some decent DPS and still makes me tanky and allows me to, to cast, you know, spells and be supporty too. And is, is pretty, pretty rounded. And I'm like, I start looking stuff up about forge clerics and like the, the everything that I found was very tropey, like, ah, oh, blacksmiths, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't want to be a fucking blacksmith. So I'm, I'm laying around on the couch one day and I'm like, man, what can I do to this guy to not be normal? 
I'm kind of looking at backgrounds, and I find the the noble background. I'm like, oh, well, I can make him a snooty rich guy. And I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't like playing snooty. Uh, so, I'm like, but I'll, I like noble. I like the the bonus it gives you to where you can, you know, you like no people, which I haven't used yet, but it's gonna happen eventually. But it's like where you have connections to to that stuff. I'm like, yeah, it sounds pretty good. Now, how could I do this? So then, it kind of flowed from there, and I I started writing like. Like what? What would be cool? What what could be forge adjacent that isn't isn't a, a blacksmith? Like what could it? Fucking pottery. Let's make this dude a fucking <laughs> pottery maker. So I start looking shit up, and and I find the, this tin glazed terracotta, and I'm looking things up. I'm like, that's it right there, Trevor. Trevor's tin glazed terracotta. <laughs> but yeah. He sells a fucking pottery shop. And thus, shop. alliteration in this world was born. <laughs> I'm like, he runs a fucking pottery shop. Dude's dude's a forge cleric and can make stuff, and he's just always been really good at it. And like, then we, I think, I think Ken and I talked about like his. He he asked me like, how did he get into it? And it was like, well, he doesn't he doesn't care so much for his parents because they're the like snooty people that think they're better than everybody else. And so they sent him off to like train to be a blacksmith. And he was like, he learned all this stuff. And then he takes over the shop and makes it a fucking pottery shop. And now he's kind of like the, the fucking, uh, you know, the, the black sheep of the family <laughs> because <laughs> he didn't do what they wanted him to do. Even though I still wanted to be like famous uh, in a sense. So like, I said that his stuff was, you know, it was always, it was fancy. It was like collector quality. So there was people that have collected it and sold it. But since he was a very humble guy and he wasn't the, the richie guy that was in it for the money, he still made stuff like he, he sold things for, you know, the right prices. So like even grandma could buy things. And uh, so then it just kind of went from there. And then, of course, you can't have a super amazing, like I'm happy backstory because who wants to become an adventurer out of that? So he had a minor bad happen that kind of ended up in a good anyways. So that was, that was how he came along. But I, I think that the uh, going off the trope for it's not a blacksmith, but you do something that is, you know, blacksmith adjacent. I think that that's one of my favorite parts of Trevor. <laughs> is that you don't you don't adhere to the typical on on that because it would have been very easy for you to just be like well Trevor is a, a blacksmith yeah. he used to make he used to make arms and armor for this place and he's, uh, he's this big burly guy and he's like yeah I make I make weapons for <laughs> but no it's it's Trevor Ironjohn I make pottery well, <laughs> as, as, especially with his his uh, bleeding into the nobleness because you could have just you could have done it that he was still really famous for his weapons and armor are just the freaking shit mm -hmm. and he's been supplying like lords and ladies and kings and like people all over the fucking place and so his family just got that's that was their family shtick and trevor just happens to be in charge of it now right. and that's why he's noble and popular and still a blacksmith like you still could have built all the same stuff and been that that stereotype but you and i blossomed away from and i like double broke out of it because one he's not a blacksmith and two Trevor doesn't look like an adventurer. <laughs> yeah, no. he's like late thirties with a comb over, and he and and he talks. You know, he talks rather nice. I I would I'd like to think that he talks kind of nice, um, but 
this does not sound uh, like a guy who's going to come up and uh, smash your face in with a hammer. So, <laughs> uh, it, 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 I was totally going to make a comment about something, and now I can't remember. Sorry. So thank you, <laughs> motherfucker. I uh, Parkos. Yep. Uh, or Nick, I get. I, I'm not referring to you as your character because you are not playing Harkos right now. Uh, why don't you talk about your inspiration? So, th- I feel the uh, the same way I do now as I did on Night Zero when and and even before then when we were telling backstories. I feel so lackluster <laughs> compared to Brad because again. I was staving off putting any effort into this fucking podcast as long as I could because because and at at the point that we were building characters it wasn't even so much that I didn't want to do it anymore like I was getting excited it was I didn't want to put effort into something that we were going to have like three people listen and we were going to make 50 fucking plus episodes and then a year later we're like are we still really doing a podcast like if if we were ever going to quit Riven we we like knowing the story too much we would never be able to do it until the campaign was over and i'm not saying that that's a plan like we're definitely we're we're in this podcast for the long haul but if if we weren't the small bit of popular we are now brad and i still wouldn't be able to fucking kick this thing until we got the story and it's not like we're just gonna not like if we're gonna get on the computer and run this campaign even just for us we might as well fucking record it so there was just part of me that was worried we were gonna put in all this effort and then not go anywhere. So Brad got really excited. He had his character together like like that. Like he said, he had to th- he thought about a bunch of stuff, and he did. But there was just one day that Kim was like, "Okay, here's the campaign idea." And then I think like two or three days later, Brad just like boom, wall of text in our <laughs> chat, and it was all of Trevor's shit. And I was just like, "Oh my!" In God. fairness, I've also been doing this stuff for like twenty freaking years, and okay, and my- and backstory is one of my favorite things. Well, it's one of my favorite things, too, which is why I felt so shitty about Harkus's backstory. Because look at the backstory I had for Ted in Josh's Aww. campaign. And then Hovid, Hovid and Ken's was a little uh, lacking, but that was on purpose. Like, I, I definitely... Right. I mean, I, I didn't know my backstory on purpose because of reasons, which we're not going to go into owning again. Um, but so with Harkos, I mean, and even Hugh Mansley... Like, I didn't even get to play him very long. I, I typed, like, four pages of shit for that man. Uh, well, that Promethean. <laughs> that um, man adjacent. Yeah. He, I mean, he was I, he was at least a few good men worth. Um, <laughs> he was the Frankenstein's monster in a World of Darkness campaign that didn't come to fruition. Because um, Brad beat the big bad on night two. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Harkos. I because I've done so little D and D. So I did. So the first little taste, we went, we were going to do a world darkness campaign, but the DM, uh, a lot, you're supposed to just do like one book. And he wanted to just say, pick from whatever book you want. And it was a little overwhelming for him. So that campaign fell through. So that was my first character was I picked a Promethean from, from the world of darkness stuff. Second campaign, I picked uh, a Druid because uh, I, I did a shifty Druid. Uh, because I was like, ooh, that sounds really fun, like shifting into things. And it was. I had a great time. Second character for Ken's campaign, I decided to be a caster uh, because people said, like, Brad is, as he mentioned, avidly against casters for the most part just because he doesn't want to to deal with all of the, the hullabaloo. Um, but casters seem kind of difficult, so I wanted to test one 
to see if I would want to do other casters and like maybe do that thing. And honestly, I think I like casters a lot having done the sorcerer, which uh, I know is um, not as castery as like a warlock or wizard is, but it was a decent uh, jumping off point, I think. And I did a little casting of my druid, but I haven't done many classes. I'd only done druid and sorcerer. So I wanted to do a class for the podcast that was new, but I didn't want to do one that was like too intensive because I thought about doing another caster like a wizard or something because I like I said I do think I excuse me I do think I like them a lot but I didn't want to take something that I was going to have to have my nose in like a uh, player's handbook for every move I wanted to do or whatever so I went with monk uh, because the key is kind of caster adjacent uh, the stuff you get to do with your key and then it's a punchy boy and I I mean I did a lot of melee stuff as my druid because my that's what you do with your creatures um, but I haven't really done uh, um, a melee character too much. Um, my one in Ken's campaign, uh, near the end, I was doing like half melee, half casting, uh, because he gave me a really boss weapon. Uh, well, I earned and like upgraded this weapon. But anyway, so that's what made me choose Monk. And so because of that, Ken gave us a little freedom to world build. So I was like, well, I wanna, I'm going to have him come from a monastery because I don't know what else would make sense. So... I did that, and then, honestly, I was just looking into uh, all kinds, just every, I was just scrolling through online of all the uh, races, because uh, Ken didn't want us to do too much homebrew stuff, so we didn't upset anybody if we had, like, some uh, game-breaky thing, because we roll with it really well, but we understand that not everyone's cool with some of the stuff uh, we do. Like, even our crit rule, we know that it might be wishy-washy with some people, um, but it's not... It's not as crazy as what we do in Brad's campaign, but Brad is trying to make us feel like superhumans. Um, so I rolled with Monk, and then I was looking at stuff, and I was like, you know what? I want to be a fucking Aarakocra. It's like, I think that would be cool, because then, I, and at first, it was because I wanted to be this big, scary monk. Like, Harkos is going to be this big eagle motherfucker, and he was going to he was gonna talk different, and he was just going to show up and have this, uh, like presence that put people off and not even thinking about the fact like that the monstrous thing because in in kin's world the monstrous races are looked on as feral not even thinking about that factor just the fact that it was gonna be this bird person that showed up and his body was a weapon when it needed to be but then the more i thought about it i was like i i thought i have trouble playing those characters anyway i had trouble doing the dark version of my character in kin's other campaign so so to make this big beefy guy i i need to get more in tune with my D self i I still think i'm too young in D. I do a decent job but it's because i'm doing stuff i'm familiar with i need to get better at stuff i'm unfamiliar with before i go jumping off so then i wanted to tone him harkless back and i fucking love owls so i was like what if i do an owl i'll do an alicocra because i saw a picture online and it looked amazing and so that's what i rolled with and then from that point is when i decided um Owls are still kind of scary, but they can also be, like, really pretty, and they're supposed to be, like, wise, and they're, like, really cool, and, like, burrowing owls can be timid and stuff, and so that's what I started to kind of build this around, is that, yes, they're, like, these birds of prey, but you don't see them very often, and they're very, they're very, like, secluded, and, I mean, they're they're also nocturnal, so you don't fucking see them all the time because you're used to sleep, but I built from there... And then for whatever reason, I think it was because Ondine was still fresh in my head. I liked the pirate thing. And so I almost had Harkos um, be raised by pirates. Uh, but instead, I rolled with uh, what if he was just part of a shit deal, which would then help me build into the <laughs> my typical trope of having uh, uh, weird 
parent relationship, if <laughs> at all. And so uh, that's when I decided that Harkos was supposed to be uh, a dragon egg being sold to these people. And again, not thinking about Ken's campaign, I was just like, yeah, people would totally make a deal for a dragon egg. And then when an Alakoker hashed out, they'd be pissed. So had the pirates drop him off at the monastery and were just like, you take care of him. And I wanted to give Harkos the option to kind of have more than just the monk in his mind. Um, so I talked with Ken and we said that the pirates still visited every once in a while and Harkos would go and like screw around with them and stuff. And um, that's how I was able to swing Harkos actually having a criminal background because I didn't know what background to give Harkos with everything I was building. And so, like Brad, I haven't had a chance to use the criminal one yet, but I have a feeling as we get into the meteor uh, portions of this campaign now that it's going to come in, in handy. But it also, Ken, Ken agreed that it made sense. Like, Hark was hanging out with the pirates. There could be people that have heard tell of him, or I could, I mean, the, however it rolls out, there could be one of the fucking pirates is on a different crew now. And I walk up and they're like, yeah, you're that fucker from Okaido, aren't you? Like, oh, yes, and me and my cobalt girlfriend, isn't she fake? Let's not, let's change subjects. Um, uh, but it's, it was, it was definitely, I mean, I did a 180 on it, similar to Brad, but Brad had an idea and then he tried to switch it, whereas I had an idea and I didn't try to. I just, I realized that I wasn't going to be able to capitalize on my original idea. Um, and, and you've been talking about that you're kind of like pseudo interest in a monk for a while before we started planning this. Cause I, I think that at the time you were, you were considering a monk for one of our personal games. Yep. Uh, and so that you, you funneled that energy into this instead. I was thinking about doing it um, for, for Brad's campaign, uh, like yeah, running, yeah. running monk stuff on his. Um, and then when this came up, I was like, well, shit, I can do that. And then uh, th this gave me the ability to do two characters because I'm doing bard, well, source of lock bard now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, no, just source of bard because the warlock stuff is from Brad's level 10 thing. So, um, but um, I'm, I'm diving heavy into bard in, in our Saturday game and I'm doing monk here. And it's been a good time. And, um, meeting the underground oracle has been uh, phenomenal because Harkos was going to be um, I didn't know what monastic tradition to take uh, as I was trying to like kind of play in Harkos's future and Ken was like well I mean you're not going to get there for a little while and the way we're doing level ups like we're not going to do experience or whatever it's going to be kind of milestoney that Ken was just going to tell us okay go ahead and ding now or as happened a few episodes ago we dinged twice because a lot had gone down and there just wasn't downtime for it um so I was I hadn't made a decision then finally I was like you know what I want to do uh, like the drunken master stuff the way of the drunken fist I think is what it is um, and Ken was cool with it and we hadn't really had much experience with it so I was like cool that'll be fun to, to do that stuff and I was looking into it and it was really cool and then conveniently like right before we were going to hit the I, like I don't think we knew I don't I don't think it had happened yet and obviously we didn't Brad and I didn't know it was coming but a couple sessions before we dinged to where I was going to pick that monastic tradition, um, Underground Oracle put out the Way of the Torn Thread. And I started looking at that and I was like, that's Harkos. Like, I've talked about how he's had this, like, aversion, sort of. Like, he's he's been appreciative of the monastery and everything they did for him because who knows what would have happened if Harkos would have even survived. 
uh, without the monastery. So yeah, he's appreciative of it, but he did not have a good upbringing. I mean, Eric Hoker's age quickly. So Harkos is like, I think five maybe. Yeah. Um, but he did not have a, a pleasant relationship with everyone at the monastery. So it makes sense that he's, he's learned as monks do how to be a weapon and rather than be defensive about it or anything, he he's exploiting it. He's letting this inner rage that he, he bottles because he wants to be nice and he wants to see the best in people. And then we get in these fights and he becomes unbridled. And, you know, eventually that, as it does for me, is probably going to bite me in the ass. I'm going to have some fucking character break and it's going to be a hell of a time. But until that happens, I'm enjoying um, the character building that it's it's allowing me to have. Um, and I like how Harkus's mood and attitude has been growing into that uh, organically. Like it's not been forced, and it just it makes sense for all of this to be in this melting pot together. Uh, which I mean comes down to all of us. Like my RP and my ability to build into that character, and Ken's world building and story building, like all that shit. And fuck, we're a year into this podcast. That's it. Which I mean, that's a lot of time. But it, I mean, we. It, we're in town too. Uh-huh. We're in town too. Like... About to, about to be in boss fight too. <laughs> like at current, like it's it's. It felt like Iron it's... Forge was a campaign in itself. It really did. Iron's Edge. What I say? Iron's Edge. Iron's Forge. Iron's Forge. Oh God! <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Fucking weirdo. That's that's in a different timeline. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dark timeline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, so a c- couple of things because uh, we we have a lot of NPCs that you guys have been really close with, and uh, I th- this is one of those classic examples of uh, players taking an NPC that they meet that did not have intentions of making a big thing of, and then the players are like, nope, we're adopting him, <laughs> and we're gonna make him something, and because I. Uh, Trevor, the first person that he meets when he walks up to Iron's Edge is Phil. I uh, and, and so this character that I just, you know, created as kind of like a it, he was an exposition machine is like, "Oh, well they're, you know, giving us 10 gold per kobold or 10 gold per monster that that we're able to kill and I uh, you know, but you're I'm here for money. Why else would I be here? You know, like that kind of thing, kind of introducing the attitude and, and the, the, uh, the purpose of, of the war, uh, of iron's edge and, and what you're doing here and turning him into now your longest running companion. And I also think that it's interesting that, that, Phil has technically been a part of the show longer than uh, Harkos has. <laughs> By like 30 seconds. Yeah. By like 30 seconds, but still. <laughs> I mean, it's it's entirely... Uh, you know what? I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, that'll be it for me, guys. Uh, these two <laughs> no, and Phil. No, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. But it, no, it, has, I think but... it's... The, the other he... funny thing about it is, is that I... Nick, you're the one that really made Phil important, even though you know. Even though Brad, no one else wanted, it. <laughs> uh, because Brad Brad interacted with him first. I uh, kind of you know interacted with him more to begin with, 
and then you're the one that was like, okay, no, uh, this is my person now. He is he is going to be my friend whether he likes it or not. Yeah. Uh, so, I uh, as the the listening audience will know, I've I've gone back through um, mainly episode one, and I grabbed some clips to kind of refresh our memory uh, for all those who have been with us for a year, or even if you haven't been here for a year, but you've listened to our year of crazy. Um, so I've been, uh, presumably future Nick, if you've done your job, asshole, I didn't mean it. Um, there have been clips in here of, of some of these, uh, situations, um, and will be, I guess technically we're only just now getting to the ribbon stuff, but there will be clips of, of some of this stuff happening. And when I was like skimming through looking for stuff, it's so Brad talked to Phil first and it, it was very much just exposition-y. Um, but then we went to we eventually got to the sparring yards uh i honestly think it probably subconsciously was seated in my mind to baby and take care of phil a little bit because i kicked his ass in the initial sparring (laughs) match like phil Phil is who i got put up against trevor got put up against brad (laughs) random name generator that's that's how that comment went um but i got put up against phil and i i walked all over him and Nick was shocked. Nick did not expect to do that. Like, I figured it would be more, like, level-headed. But I, I beat the shit out of Phil. And I, I felt bad out of the gate. And so I think subconsciously that that initial sparring match, somewhere Nick and Harkos just latched on. I was like, well, well, we'll make sure you're safe. And then I put him in fucking harm's way to keep him <laughs> to safe, keep him apparently. Safe. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost died a few times now. he's starting to get stronger but i mean when you guys took off from iron's edge with him he was under leveled which he still is but his hit points were significantly lower than yours at the beginning yeah uh but the higher hit die have definitely started to pay off because i think that he's right in line with you guys now even though he's a level behind right uh so he's he's taking that a little bit more you know he can he can take a you know the same kind of damage that you guys can and he has that little bit of a a group heal that you know has has helped a few times but uh again it's just really interesting to take a character that you i had no intention of making anything uh and now he is one of the big three that's running around owning or not oh fuck uh that's running around (laughs) i'm not the only one Woo! this is this is what happens yep they're all blended in my mind head head canon is that that uh riven exists on the same planet that that ondine does uh but that's horrifying to think about (laughs) (laughs) uh oh you guys remember when the fucking world eater came a while back the the what what are, what are you talking about? Oh, don't worry. Those orphans took care of it. The who? What is... What's going on? Did you hear about the... Trevor, I'm afraid. Did you hear about the war over on the other continent? Excuse me? I was so worried about the dragons. What are all these other terrible things? I, oh. I, I, when, when I was initially planning the this whole starting town that you were in that I, I, and I still have it that there's a, I have a long list of NPCs that you could have interacted with there that had different. And, and, and we always talk about dominoes because there's a three 
people who had storylines that you could have possibly tried to tried to get into, but that just you know dominoes didn't fall that way, so you didn't really interact with those people. Uh, like the guy who ran the the general store, you only visited it one time, and it was as you you were getting ready to leave that there was something that I had made for him. What? Uh, yeah. Don't tell me this shit. Well, do what? That now. What do you mean? What do you mean? The guy in the fucking general store? Get the fuck out of town. No, I no, I refuse your reality. It's false. <laughs> I. He's just trying to the... upset us, Brad. Don't yeah, let him get yeah, to you. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, but my my favorite characters that I created were uh, uh, Selena and Puffles. Those are probably the two that I made that I I kind of fell in love with right away. That as, as I was developing them. I uh, oh man, where is there it is. Uh, general store shopkeeper named Tanner. He's a human male. I uh, nope. I'm not gonna. I, I could tell you, but I'm not going to. I was gonna say you, you. You can try and convince me all you want. I'm. I know you're good on your feet, so you're just coming up <laughs> with it off the top of your yep, head. I don't yep, even care. Yep. That's that's it. I already refused your reality. It's it's fine. Like it's not. It doesn't exist. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Okay. Yep. I. I'm still upset, Brad. Shh, don't <laughs> tell him that. <laughs> I, but but Selena, I've always liked Drow, and uh, I I've always uh, I've always liked pet rangers. They're my favorite class, uh, and I'm not a huge fan of how D and D Fifth Edition has treated them. But you know, it is what it is. I uh, it has always been my favorite class. Any any kind of pet related class is always something that that is one of my go tos. And so I uh, that's where Selena was born. Is I like drow elves and I like the idea of drow elves that break themselves off from society to uh, from their society. I uh, that uh, kind of like Dredst in some of the Forgotten Realms novels uh, and and various other media that that has portrayed drow that kind of go against their uh their nature i guess is whatever you want to call it that their society that uh hates the surface and i her story that i wrote uh her riven tales is probably my favorite one that i've done uh and it was the first one that i did mm-hmm. uh just because it's it it shows her break from that and kind of her attitude towards it is like, why? Like, why would I hate these people that I've never met? I I live a good life here. I, everybody else seems to I mean, this is what we live in. Why is there anything wrong with it? Why is there anything wrong with the people up there? Uh, living their own lives, not hurting me. And then she goes and meets you, Chucklefucks. <laughs> uh, but Puffles is... I, I, I'm not sure where Puffle started other than uh, just that, you know, Aslan from Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> certainly certainly not a wizard, but certainly a badass lion. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I want a lion person. Because, and again, it's like, you know, a Khajiit, it's a cat person. Not a Khajiit, God damn it, Tabaxi. Uh, tabaxi, they're, you know, they're cat people. So why couldn't it be a lion person? 
And I, I, I don't think that uh, Tabaxi lend themselves very well to being a wizard, but I, I, I think that those interesting combinations that you don't expect right. are where some of the more interesting stuff happens. Yeah, totally agree. And, and you know, it, it, if every time that you played an elf, they were a wizard, you, your brain can only formulate so many different combinations of how that shit right. happens. Mm-hmm. So, and I've never played a, I've never played a tabaxi. I, uh, and I, with how long our games run, I'm not really expecting to get to it at any point in the near future. Unless we churn through as many characters in Tomb of Annihilation. As, I was going to say, you, you, you're, you're giving yourself a lot of credit for Josh's campaign. <laughs> uh, Josh gets very attached to the characters that we play. <laughs> he does. He, I think he's going to have to fight his own nature uh, to keep us in danger. That rhymed a little bit. <laughs> uh, so or we'll, he's we'll just going to have tons of crazy little side quests on how you can res your friend if you want. And then yeah. it's going to be up to you remaining people. Like, if I were to die, it'll be up to, like, you, Brad, and Katie, and Anthony, and Jillian, and all them to, to go through that process. Meanwhile, I'll create a new character that will then join you. And then Josh <laughs> will be like, all right, so you're revived. No, my spirit doesn't want to come back. I'm attached to the new guy now. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's kind of the... this time. Too fucking bad. That's kind of the shtick with uh, Tomb of Annihilation, though, is that, like, people can't come back. Mm-hmm. And the people who have in the past like become ill uh-huh that yeah they... that's that's what fucking happened because he's he built it off of his strahd campaign that he's running yeah that he and he... and he did that to some <laughs> of our fucking npcs were attached to like oh i don't know my wife <laughs> and one of my children <laughs> so that's that's solid or two of my ch- i don't know how I, i'm just i don't want to talk about it <laughs> But I, uh, damn it! I lost my place. You were talking, oh, you were just talking about yeah, Tabaxi. Uh, I so again, it was just like finding that interesting combination, and then as I kind of like worked through where he came from, I I became a lot more interested in him. I uh, who doesn't like a lion that can throw a fireball anyway? Then that's fun. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, when he uh, can actually throw it. <laughs> when he can actually throw it. Poor, poor, poor dude doesn't have great roles sometimes. A lot of times. Mm. But my my sleeper hit uh, is Jorik. Uh, and I, the way that I introduced him, which I'm sure that you have the clip set aside for, yep. uh, is... The, the way that I introduced him I was one of the first things that I thought of. I was like, this is going to be kind of stupid funny. It's just like having this big theatrical thing going on and these big heavy footsteps, like some badass is going to walk out from behind that curtain. And it's just this little like three foot tall dude in heavy ass armor. Which, which... <laughs> I want to call out. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in the clip. Um, if not, I guess I just created more work for Future Nick because I want it in the clip. So chop chop motherfucker um the (laughs) i gotta give myself some props to my editing because like how it's evolved because (laughs) you say (laughs) you call out that there's these big booby footsteps and you're like it's like boom 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 
And I know that I'm still using the same website for sound effects that I used in that episode, except now I have a, I have a subscription to it, so I get I get different I get the gold sounds and I can do it in wave format and stuff. Um, but uh, I just pulled down like a footstep stepping on wood, I guess, and tried to make it sound as good as I could. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Like you're like, there's these big booming footsteps, and you just hear, boom, 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 <laughs> and I just had it go like left, right, left in the in the headphones and stuff. But it's just, it is just the sad. I honestly, what I just did on the table is probably louder and more boomy than what I did in the fucking <laughs> moment. And now I have moments where I'm like making fucking magic effects and the. Like I, I got dragon noises in Harkus's nightmare, and like there's all kinds of crazy that I've been oh. able to to pull and throw into places. It, it's one of those uh, like it. You look at where all three of us were on that first episode, and we. Uh, I would say that I was definitely a lot more timid than I am on current episodes. I, I mean, oh yeah, I was we nervous all were. As you can you can so tell. <laughs> I was nervous as shit. This is the this is the first time that we're recording an actual play thing that people are going to be listening to. And it's like, I, fuck. What if the st- stuff that I'm saying is fucking dumb? <laughs> like, what? People, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. who, who the fuck am I? I'm some schmuck from Illinois that's trying to make a goddamn actual play D and D podcast. But like, it's 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 the same. To, to anyone out there whether you're thinking about doing this or you're gonna go do the youtube thing or you're you want to like write a book whatever you want to do whatever your dream thing is even if it's go do some nine to five job if that's your fucking shtick fucking more power to you and and fucking go for it and i'm sure you've heard this countless times but we we can all attest to this because it's what we went through that first episode if you go back and listen to it First of all, like don't ignore the quality of the audio being different because there's a lot of train boss noise in that episode that I was very unhappy with. It technically I could probably go back and remaster that episode. Not gonna do it. It's a lot of fucking work. Not it's not gonna happen. I like I like seeing the whole path that we traveled. That's what I'm gonna stick with. That's why it's staying. Not because I'm lazy. Um, but with everything, you're gonna. This is not going to be the greatest advice. It's going to sound it's going to sound poopy. But with, with everything, you're going to be scared out of the gate, and you're going to be worried about what people are going to think and what's going to happen. And what if I fail at all this? Eventually, much like us three did, you're going to get to the point where you don't give a shit anymore. You get that way in uh, at jobs. Uh, we got that way in the podcast. You'll get that way if you're doing you like. Obviously, you're going to care to a point. Like you don't want to piss people off, and you don't want to do something that's just making people mad. But honestly, like I said, we're at the point where even if no one was listening, we're still going to make the podcast because number one, we need the campaign to, to finish. But I mean, we're having a good time and it's it's not like it, it takes too much time for us to do this shit. And and that's ultimately what happened. Like if you if you listen, we didn't do anything special. We didn't go like talk to anybody like we did a couple meetings for different reasons but we didn't go talk to anybody about how to like have a have better presence or do this thing or do that thing on the podcast i just slowly like accumulated more and more sounds to use and i got more comfortable with it and i have better software uh that i use for editing now so i i do different things to our uh audio and 
um, all three of us have just gotten to the point where, yeah, we we don't we can't see each other, and we are just talking to into a microphone, but it's just D and D. Like, yeah, people are gonna hear it, but at the end of the day, you can either like it or you can hate it, and obviously we are more biased to one side of that equation and we would, we would like you to enjoy it. Yes. But if you hate it, we understand there's stuff that we hate. Like I, I don't fucking like cheese on most things, which probably just lost us a few listeners. <laughs> and I understand I'm, I'm a fucking weirdo. Um, I'm the one that goes, gets drugged. I, I actively try to avoid Mexican places because there's cheese and everything, which makes me the problem person for showing up. But Jennifer loves Mexican places, so when I go, I have to say no cheese on like all of my dish, and they just stare at me and like, you know where you are, and I'm like, I'm sorry, please, <laughs> please. Don't Do you put... even realize where you are, sir? Get I'm the fuck there. out! I'm like, I'm ordering my tray. I'm like, can I have this meal? And they're like, oh yeah, of course. I start writing it down. I go, but can I have no white sauce, no cheese, no tomatoes, no guacamole? Also, I'm not big on restaurant refried beans, so if you could just give me extra rice, please. So what do you want? I just want the chimichanga with meat and lettuce, if that's okay. But no, any of those other things you said. Mm-hmm, please, thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Stop staring at me. My face is hot. Uh, so, so we get it. If you don't like us, it, that sucks for us. But uh, no, no hate towards would, you. That's your. I choice. would imagine if if they're listening to this, that there's at least some sort of affection. <laughs> I'm hoping. If you're if you are listening to this, well, I don't I don't know that we've had anyone actively say super negative stuff to us or about us that we've seen, so I'm not too worried about that. But oh. I just I just wanted to mainly tell people like, if if they were wondering how we went from night one to here, it's it's just doing it. Uh-huh. We we didn't do anything special. We just eventually got out of our own heads about it. Like I. I, I would like to say that I was more comfortable when we started, but I wasn't. Like, there was part of me that was more comfortable with the recording thing because, like, I do radio stuff. So, like, that didn't bother me as much as it bothered the other two guys. But I was very nervous, uh, like Ken said, about putting me playing D&D out on the internet. Which, like, who the fuck am I that people are going to want to listen to? And maybe you don't. Maybe you listen for Brad and Ken. That's fine, too. <laughs> But, but like, who, who am I that people want to come listen to my shitty bird uh, let his friend die? Speak, speaking of the whole not comfortable in the beginning, I think every single time we recorded and I listened to it, I'm like, oh, I fucking hate Trevor's voice. And according to Nick, mm-hmm. after listening through all the stuff and picking out snippets, Trevor is the only thing that still sounds the same. Yeah, according, <laughs> according to my ears, listening to Brad do Trevor's voice in episode one, um, Trevor's voice sounds identical to how it does now. Like maybe there's a couple small nuances, but for the most part, Trevor sounds the same. And I told Ken, like I heard, you'll hear it in the in the clip I had for Jorick. Like I heard Jorick's voice, and Jorick was just high pitched. Like and he was, that is one that I would hundred percent would have not guessed because you know like Puffles is just kind of deeper, and maybe there's some different inflections on it. And Selena is more haughty. Uh, yeah. And both you know, of but, those sounded like pretty similar i think we didn't have a lot of them talking at the beginning uh when we were meeting them and stuff so i mean they kind of grew into their voice later but yeah jorick it baffled me when he came on because he just came out and he goes well hello everybody i'm uh, i'm jorick crester blah, blah, blah. and he didn't have the like the throaty bit that ken does for him now and i was just like whoa and i i mean i can't i can't sell only ken up the river because harkos was the same fucking thing like 
I didn't know. We talked before we started recording that episode. Like, Kim was like, you guys going to do voices for your characters? And Brad and I were like, we think we should, but I mean, I don't know. And then Brad went first and Brad did a voice. And I was like, well, I mean, I feel like I kind of have to now. And I had been listening to a lot of uh, Not Another D&D Pod, and I really liked um, their little Greenleaf guy. I liked the little nerdy, shy dude that they kind of had. And so I loosely based my idea for what I wanted Harkos to sound like off of that. And then it came out. I mean, you'll hear the fucking clip. It came out however the fuck that is. Like, Harkos, <laughs> like he was just he was just like, oh, I'm um, like it was I, I can't even do it wrong. It was it was like my voice but slightly timid and a little higher, but it sounded just like me. And there were a couple instances. I don't think I, I have the, these in clips, but there are a couple instances where he had like a British accent sneak through by accident. And I remember when we got done recording that episode, like Ken made comment. He goes, yeah, you had like a weird accent. So I was like, I know I'm sorry. I couldn't stop it. There were just a couple times that slipped through. And, and now Harkos has grown into, to what he is. Like it's, it's, it's just time. Whatever your thing is that you want to do, when you can convince yourself to go do it, it's just time. It's going to be weird at first, and it's going to be rough and scary. But at the end of the day, you're going to get a year down the road, and you're going to be able to turn around and look at everything and go, you know what? I don't care if anyone else is proud of it. I'm fucking proud of it. Because I know I'm proud oh, of what oh, we yeah. did. Like whether, whether we had a fan base right now or not, I'm, I'm so proud of the fact that us three fuckheads were able to... <laughs> grin and bear through a year of this stuff because we're all similar minded people I mean you heard us talk about meeting each other we're all very introverted mindsets and we've managed to keep a moderately regular schedule of making this fucking podcast and and uploading it I mean uploading wise we've we've kept it recording wise we've had some hiccups in the road but we we never let it affect our upload schedule so that's that's big for us no, I, I, it, back to the the pride thing. I mean, it, it, it's one of those things. Like I, I don't even know why I said that. But at some point in the future, I'll be able to tell my child who was born during the course of this of of this show. But like, this is something that your dad did. You know that he did this story with his friends, and we put it out on the fucking internet because that's what par- people apparently do. I. Uh, and, you know, I I can look back at the getting the picture put up on Twitter of when my son was born to the entire Twitterverse and these people that are listening to our show and all this stuff. And, you know, it like it's cool stuff that I can look back and it's it's not only the history of the show, but it's also our personal histories that are played out within the context of of the world of ribbon uh-huh. uh because inevitably your personal life will kind of spill over and you know if you're in a really good mood or you're in a really bad mood or whatever then that does it affects what you're doing and it it, it would be very difficult for me to not be proud especially looking at thinking about where we came from at the beginning of all this to the point that we are now where it's like uh, I, I I can't every time that I end one of these episodes and you guys go ah oh, shit come on and like I have to feel a little tinge of pride like <laughs> because if you didn't care you wouldn't react like that Truth. Ev- ev- every time 
every time from fucking October 11th well we recorded it before then but October 11th 2019 to October 11th 2020 every time I have started editing a Riven episode and I get to do Ken's little last time on Rolling in the Geek and I slot in our music which is Barovian Keep from Tabletop Audio by the way uh, big thank you to uh, uh, those guys uh, for having all the awesome music they do um every time i slot that in like there's just there's a sigh of relief that goes over me because every time we record and ken says it i want that music in my headphones (laughs) but we don't have we don't i we're not set up that way like it could totally happen we're not set up that way so when when i go to edit like it just it feels so good and i get so because it there's not been a single episode where that music didn't sound good under his exposition and maybe it's because I've been putting it in there for a year. So my brain just says that's how it's supposed to be. But even in the early stages that just, it felt yeah, right to it use did. that. It, it's always and, great. And it, whether Ken's talk about positive stuff or whatever, like I just feel like it, it has the mood that is Riven. Like Riven's not a bad place. It's not a great place, but it, it's been through some shit and now it's going through some shit again. And so that, that music is just kind of, slightly ominous and makes you think that the world can be dark and shitty but it's it doesn't it's not saying it is but it's it's just letting you know that things aren't as good as they were once um and i'm not saying when the dragon tyrants were in control things were good i'm talking about before that all happened <laughs> but before that happened and before the, before the continent broke and before all the crazy dragons broke it um but i feel for you on on your little oh what the fuck why i get similar feelings whenever i I put the stereotypical, um, as my folder calls it, my every episode use sounds um, <laughs> into the episodes because it just it it just feels right, and I get I get so proud of of the fact that I've I've built these own staples into things that other people have. Now. I I I love the the outro music because it's it's like a celebration every single time. Mm-hmm. It, like we did another one. <laughs> like we we didn't fuck up <laughs> yeah except for episode 39 where one of us fucked up pretty hard that was that was not the greatest brad <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about oh sure. but it was i his death was such a gift to me because it introduced this other character that I I have this whole other branch of the world that I created because of Lanros. Uh, and then getting to throw uh, the little hints of what was going on with Trevor's Trevor's backgrounds, getting to throw those in in with no context whatsoever other than just the conclusion of of his assumed story oh like sorry i i I, I didn't didn't mean to interrupt i just something you're fine so you were you were talking about like it, it it popped in my head because when i so when i was when i was scrubbing for clips um i heard i I, it was in episode two because i got a couple things from episode two um like and cigar uh i had to get his stuff which 
he's part of the B team. We might talk about him, but I'll I'll toss his clip here. Yeah, there it was. Um, <laughs> that's some fucking character growth right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. But what I what I was gonna say is in episode two, um, we fight the the uh, trapezoids with <laughs> another clip. Yeah, first time we say trapezoids, we'll figure it out. <laughs> It'll be Nick's. It'll be Nick's problem. Um, but we're fighting the trapezoids as they're coming down the mountain the first time. And I thought it was so, I, 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 I actually, I have a question for Ken. Cause I want to know if, if you thought about it or like, if you, if you had already, I'm assuming you already had this idea. You had to have, uh, because Brad told you his backstory and you built it into the world before the game started. So obviously when Brad kicks the bucket, when Trevor kicks the bucket, um, he has his little going towards the light and he gets to see Numerath in his true form. And he is, uh, gold, the gold dragon. He's, he's the big boy in episode two. Brad died in episode 39 in episode two. Brad makes comments because the kobolds made comments. There's a fucking rash magash. <laughs> has his shitty staff which by the way trevor you have a creepy kobold staff in your inventory i do because uh, you, you 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 took his creepy kobold staff i got a severed arm that no one remembers except me you have a staff that everybody forgot about because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fucking do anything but anyway rash Bagash would make comments he's like taste the power of the dragon yeah and he did stuff Trevor then turned around and was like, taste the true power of the dragon and did fire powers. Ken, how giddy were you when Brad made that comment unknowingly? <laughs> oh my God, it fucking killed me. Like, it, it's so fun for me when you guys, like, touch on something that you have no idea is real. <laughs> and you just, like, kind of, th- you know, throw it out there as as a line or as a comment or an offhanded comment or as a maybe a like our i wonder or whatever it is and i'm like mm, yeah that's okay <laughs> like, like especially that moment right there i'm pretty sure i made a diamond inside my butt <laughs> because i clenched up so hard i uh, because i was like oh man that's okay i wonder if he thinks that there's dragon stuff going on with him because nope. he shouldn't nope. know that yet. Uh, not a fucking clue. <laughs> like, no, it was very quickly uh, after he said like some sort of flame being uh, rescues me from you know from from this death. Uh, it was it was not very long after that that I was like, you know what? That's that's Numerath. I'm that's my canon for that numerath is the one that saved him uh, which which is so you like and not in a bad way but it's so you to to just take our stories and weave them into the lifeblood of of the campaigns like that and it's it's amazing i love it like i i built my character in ondine to have that specifically happen but i mean like brad said even with like josh and his characters that wasn't intended and you did it anyway like you were able to like, it was the backbone of Ondine. And I mean, the dragons, arguably, as far as we know currently, are the backbone of Riven. And Brad is right in the face of all that shit. And uh, so is Harkos. Zuriel <laughs> said that I got I got a little bit of dragon in me, too. So, I mean, it's 
whether we want it to be or not like our our individual obviously your individual story ultimately will be weaved in but being able to spin trevor's backstory with just a comment of some being of like you could have just made a fire god you didn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) you made the fire god (laughs) like that's that's what happened uh it, it there's two there's two ways that you can do that is that you can do like how i like to do with characters backstories is that you can use those backstories to inform the world uh and and that's a very player focused and very player centric way of of dming at least this is my interpretation this does not i am not talking down or saying anything negative about how anybody else does it this is just this is the way that i enjoy playing and it seems to be the way that you guys like doing it too so you know here we are uh But it's a very player-focused, very player-centric way of DMing is that you guys create these backstories and then I use those backstories to enrich the world. And it makes you feel more connected Uh, that way as a player. I I love it. And and then there is the, the opposite direction from that where that is uh, the character's backstory is solely where your characters came from and nothing else. And that it does not inform anything in the story. Which it just depends on how you run the game. That I uh, that's fine too, and I it's just not the way that I I want to go about it because I I am in complete agreement with what Brad said. Is that I feel that it provides a much deeper connection to the world, and maybe that's not what you want from your players, but it's what we like, and it's something that we have done for every single character that we've made in all of the games that we've played, is that we've created characters that have rich backstories that then we allow the DM to take into their own hands to try to do something else with. Uh, And I I think that especially... I, I think Riven has a lot of that and then in uh uh Ondine 2.0 i took that shit to the extreme <laughs> uh but but for riven i it could have gone completely different uh trevor's could have gone completely different is that you just end up it ends up being fucking hephaestus like i i can't think of anybody else who like forgotten realms deities that are are fire-based right now but could have just been you know, uh, uh, flame God number one, you know, it, and, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but instead I, I really wanted to find a way to tie him at a deep level to the events of, uh, uh, that, that have created the world that you're in and Harkos, there's stuff happening with yours that you're still in process of finding. And, that have deep ties into the world that yeah. you don't know about yet. And, yeah. and even that the have, you have a little bit of dragon in you because, uh, you, you know, jars got cracked. Yep. And, you know, I've been thinking about this, my ties to the world thing. I, I think, I think Brad had the right idea. I think I'm just going to die real quick <laughs> and, and just, just get it up front <laughs> and then I'll, I'll, I'll be somebody else for a little bit. It'll make the audience really upset. Maybe. Uh, it'll, it'll make a couple people very upset as we've, we've seen, um, (laughs) through people DMing us on, on different social medias. Um, and then, you know, uh, we can send my new character and Trevor through a fetch quest and I'll come back and be like, 
Trevor, you'll never believe what I found out. Remember those baby booties? Oh, little do we know that blah, 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 whatever I find out when I die. It's real simple. That's all I got. I just got to I just got to do a quick death. We'll, we'll meet a lightning uh, NPC and I'll be like, hey, I'm going to die real quick. Bring me back within like five minutes before I go brain dead. <laughs> no, I'm 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 very aware of of the of the ties that have been laid before well of some of them because there's shit that ken always says he's like i've been laying out hints and then brad and i are like uh-oh because we didn't pick up on any <laughs> hints um, no and those are the those are the most beautiful ones is that there i i have things that have been laced in there little subtle things that i've said that that i did not make a big deal out of that kind of get lost into it into the the whole string and then 10 episodes from now something's gonna happen and you're like motherfucker you fucking asshole i remember this shit what the fuck and those are some of my favorite moments uh but there's there's a lot of those things and and i cannot wait for some of those to uh to start dropping uh as you start to discover more and more because i i feel like we're we're getting ready because the Aramore stuff happened much fa- has has happened much faster than Iron's Edge, uh, yeah. And I think that once you guys finish up there, then it's going to be a very different gear that you're going to pop into, uh, and things are going to start happening a lot more quickly. Which I is kind of the way that I do things is that it starts very low gear and then ramps up to like oh my god what is going on like and i think that you guys help push that because you start getting more invested and you want to do more and you want to do more and you want to do more and and then you i just let you take control of the clutch <laughs> and let you let you push forward Nick pushes the uh, but gas. I, I, I do tend to be a button. little bit more of a slow burn to start off with and then let things naturally ramp uh, to chaos. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we, I, I definitely, I, I, I definitely feel um, that we're gonna get like it's, it's felt. Iron's Edge, to put it in perspective, was like, I want to say prologue, but it was almost like tutorial. Like Trevor and Harkos were really getting a Nick and Brad were getting a feel for their characters. Obviously, we've done five E D and D before, so it wasn't a tutorial in that sense. We were getting a feel for our characters, for the world, all the stuff that was going on. I mean, we had the obligatory this is why you're here quest that we had to get situated with. And then it grew into the Dragon Rock and the conspiracy theories about it being shipped to the capital and the meaning that Ansigar had to go have with the supplier or whatever, like all the supply chain and all this stuff. And so that is why I think the Iron's Edge was like the tutorial. Getting pulled into Aramore feels very prologue-y for like the grand scale problem that is going to be assaulting not only city to city, but the continent as a whole. Iron's Edge would itself contain incident that bled into the grand the grand picture. And then Aramore has definitely been more in our face about um a problem that is plaguing everyone now we're dealing with it on the aramore side of things but it is something that is going to be happening everywhere and like once aramore tidies up i mean the the fucking roll title card 
and now it's fucking you should go see my buddy in river run or go do 70 side quests and come back at level seven your choice <laughs> like that's uh, that's the moment we're about to hit and it's when brad and nick are gonna start making really shitty decisions and the world's gonna go to shit so i uh, <laughs> enjoy it while it lasts it, the the the, the interesting thing is is that you know like you said iron's edge was very self-contained there was not any interaction with anybody outside of that town but i would imagine by now you have the sense that the stuff that's happening here in aramore it's not like people are going to go well, you know whatever right that 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 the the possible destruction of an entire town if you're able to avoid all of that is gonna be a major event Mm-hmm. And it, the nearby areas are going to have an they're going to be affected by that. <laughs> You're going to go somewhere else. They're like, shit, you were in fucking Aramore? I heard there was a dragon at Helgen. Was that really you? <laughs> Everything's Sky. It's all Skyrim. Oh, God. It always has been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. at the end of the campaign you all are just gonna black out and then you're gonna wake up in a the cart. back of a fucking caravan yeah we're gonna ken's gonna do the the riv or the riven the owning epilogue thing and he's gonna go okay so that's what you guys uh would like to have happen what actually happens trevor harkos <laughs> that's wishful thinking uh you <laughs> you guys fall unconscious oh you're finally awake no <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> Oh. I, I guess I didn't really make connections to that this world is a little samey to uh, a Skyrim type idea, but you, well, I've, I've never really, really thought about it that you way. You could link we were that just, stuff I, with anything. <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, you could I'm, you could make that. Yeah, you could definitely make that connection anywhere. It was just I made the the Skyrim comment, and then you were talking about people are going to hear about a dragon attack, and I was like, I mean, that's exactly what happens. You start walking around, and then town guards are like. Was there really a dragon at Helgen? And they're like, yeah, I was fucking there. And they go, oh, well, you can definitely come in and see the Jarlden, but don't touch anything. We're watching you. And then that's how the the campaign that no one wants to do starts. Because <laughs> there's there's bigger and better campaigns. Um. So if because we're we're getting we're getting we're getting lengthy so i don't yeah, i don't want we're at like two hours of us bullshitting about yeah, this so. which which i i kind of anticipated so i don't i don't want to uh, uh, abruptly end because i just uh, there's there's a couple points I, I wanted to wanted to hammer real quick but if if there's any greatest hits moments that somebody wants to make a comment on um feel free if not uh the only moments that i have left that i grabbed uh noise for is obviously uh the very recent well semi-recent trevor passing and then the very recent uh trevor returning um that whole see that whole everything going into trevor coming back is absolutely some of my favorite stuff that we've done that interacting with Trevor beyond the grave and then you reaching out through the ritual that you're performing to get to him, to talk to him. That is some of the best stuff that we've also holy Uh, shit. The feels that the, that episode. Oh man. Well, even, even in the, I mean, even in Trevor, like when he goes 
when he passes like i'll i'll toss i'll toss that clip here and then like i, I had to leave myself some space um like you can you can just hear it in all of us because brad brad went to roll and he i remember he asked if he should change dice or not and he goes i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with this one i'm gonna stick with this die and he rolled it and brad goes that's a fucking one and then it's just silent like i think i sigh and then there's a couple second there's a couple beats of silence and then Ken goes with a one that's two fails which is three fails trevor you see a light and then brad just fucking on it goes oh there it is no motherfucker no 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 (laughs) you do not be okay with dying that's not but i mean we all kind of are like when we play our characters in these games i'm not gonna try and get deep and existential because it's gonna give me a panic attack (laughs) but in 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 the campaigns it's always there especially after owning like i i've done killed my guy relatively early for good reasons uh not on purpose it just kind of happened but ever since then i've i it definitely it made me realize that death is a real problem um that can come out of nowhere in these games like i i felt kind of safe in josh's game nothing against josh i just didn't i had a lot of tanky people around me um i made a lot more self-sacrificing moves in own dean and uh trevor and i have been making similar ones here um and so that 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 sucked that hit hard and then him him coming back i think part of the biggest emotion of that was just i mean it was it was a few months building up to this moment that we didn't even know like what was going to occur and behind the scenes um brad was talking about if it worked like he was he got to a point where he finally made the decision off mic that he was like i'm pretty sure i'm gonna switch back to trevor if i have the choice to and so we still had to play it out and see how the dice fell and what happened in game and everything um but brad had decided that he did he did want to go back to trevor uh because ken left that up to him that technically even if we did everything right if brad wanted to stick with Landros, trevor would just his soul would would not come back it wouldn't answer and so building to that moment and finally getting that payoff of like everything all the stars aligned we did all the quests we did the the ritual like everything was finally there and i i think my body just let out a sigh of all the the worry of of trevor because we brad ken and i and and josh too like our circle gets very over involved (laughs) in our characters (laughs) and overly attached and so I mean that that shit. It, it it wasn't just hammed up for the episode. It was it was rough, um, and it, it was a good rough. But speaking of all that, like the whole the whole death thing, like that was hard, and not just because obviously I don't want I didn't want to Trevor to die. It was hard because Brad's like fuck this, you know, stupid dice. This sucks. I don't want to go into the light. But I have to be Trevor. And, yeah. and and Trevor wouldn't be like, no, I'm not going into the light. Oh, no. He'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is this is what happens. So. Oh, <laughs> that was that was rough. That was super fucking rough. No, it, 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 Trevor made such an impact 
and obviously because it, it you had to you had to give him your reasons for for why he should return but Trevor made such an impact on Harkos and on on Phil to get to the point that they were and Trevor and Harkos had first of all it just sounds so good Trevor and Harkos Yeah it does too it I uh, you guys not had planned. such a <laughs> not, no. not at all. Uh, you guys had such a great rapport. It was so so much great back and forth that happened between the two of you. You had gone through the same stuff. You had you had grown together into this this place that you are now. I uh, it, it having the opportunity to get that back. I I don't know. And maybe I would get criticized for allowing it to happen at such an early level. Uh, because not typically do fourth level adventurers have access to resurrection magic. Right. But but you 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 know you made us go through a lot. I was going to say you you say that but it's 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 not like we just went somewhere and like bought a scroll or we did a bunch of odds and ends jobs and earned money and paid somebody to do it. We ran away from murder charges, lied our way out of town on someone else's horses, cleansed a temple, came back, snuck our way back to the guy who said he could help us, all while the town where we left the fucking body was under threat of being attacked by a necrotic fire-breathing dragon according to my fucking nightmares <laughs> um and we're just we're we we were okay leaving based upon some stranger going eh, probably three days <laughs> and we're just like yeah good enough we'll we'll dip out for a little bit so it, i mean people might still have issue with it but it's it's not like it was a gimme at no point was was it a gimme um it, ne it never felt that way i never expected it like i wanted it really bad and i i had faith in in our ability and there were a couple of those fights that um the roles for kin's side definitely didn't go the way he wanted them to uh and so some stuff was a little simpler but i mean i was the when we got in that temple i was stressed every episode we were in that fucking temple <laughs> yeah you were very much so we got to those stairs that were all wet and i just went i was a trap trap and then we went in a we went in a i mean fucking the ghost guy that we freed when we fought the demon that was in the fucking bed we fought the the fucking mischief person and then the ghost came in and we did a cliffhanger i I wasn't doing so hot. And then that guy came in and was like, oh, I got to fight something else. Argo's going to die doing this goddamn mission. And it was a good guy. He came in and he's like, thank you for releasing me. I, I didn't trust any. And then, then we did all the good stuff. Go to get the fucking chalice. It's got to be booby trapped. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and then I picked that up and it wasn't. And then we go out and you're like, there's another avatar. And I was like, now we got to fight a fucking another guy now. And then he was a good guy and gave us fucking nine grand. And then we go outside and I was expecting someone to be waiting by the horses and they weren't. And then we rode off and I was expecting someone to find us and we didn't. And we went through the woods and you were like, make rolls. And it was like, fuck. And then they were dire raccoons. 
every moment until Brad and I cried together, I was fucking horrified <laughs> of something going wrong because, and not because Ken likes to screw us because it wasn't, it wasn't a surefire thing. So if, if, if dice roll wrong or shit just doesn't go the way it's supposed to, Brad and I are big boys. We'll suck it up and deal with it, but it's going to suck ass. Right. So, so until I had Trevor proverbially, proverbially in my arms i wasn't gonna feel okay and then brad fucking questioned coming back brad was so set he was so set on coming back and kid did such a good job and brad was like oh i don't know yeah yeah it can can put him in put trevor in enough of a situation that even though the memories came back like trevor would have been like do they really need me like is this is this really a thing? Yeah, and and then and then Nick man cried into Brad's ear, and, and and that's why that's why I had Trevor go off in the other room and and talk in private, because that was that was the turning point. If honestly, it, it put it all on your shoulders at that point, and I apologize, but uh, you know, had you just been like, well, I just want you back, and that was it. He probably would have been like, you know, I appreciate it, but here we are. <laughs> I, I I will I will say that you might have put it all on my shoulders, but Ken did a good job of double agenting, and <laughs> I, I, I I think I think I think Phil making his comment of like I I think it's in my clip, but Phil made a comment of like uh, Trevor. Not only do we need you, he's like I I think Riven needs you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was, was like, oh, really oh, good. that's that's good shit, Ken. Like that, that's fucking, that's true. And that I, that's a total fucking Phil thing to say. It like, is. Phil looks it up is. to both of us so much that I didn't at all see that as like Ken just wanting to get in on the cry action. Also, that would be something that fucking Phil of Andrew himself would be like, no, like you guys are my mentors, like the one of you is lying to me and the other one's dead so I, I, would, I would i would prefer the one that has the fire spells to come back and, and maybe we'll kick this bird liar out of the group soon shut the fuck, fuck off, off. Uh, <laughs> and that, that was i it, it's hard to jump back and forth between those two things of like i'm playing numerath who is saying i don't think you should go you've earned your rest i uh, and phil who is like this man this man helped me become who I am now. Uh, jumping back and forth between those two things is is challenging, right. and but it's also extremely rewarding because I'm you're in a position you're like ooh like I don't know which way to go with this. And, and I, I you could hear the gears inside Brad's head going in various parts <laughs> of that episode. Yeah, uh, which is what scared me. Yeah, it scared me too because I thought, oh man, I really did. I really made him it, <laughs> like go back on what he thought was he was there. gonna do. It was there. Like and again, I didn't I, I had fun with Landros, but I I didn't feel quite the connection playing him. Which is which is honestly weird because I get I get into my characters and, and he was fun and he just didn't he didn't feel right. And maybe it was because we hadn't done a lot with him yet. 
specifically. I don't know. Lots of things, but I, I really wanted Trevor. I, I could I could tell you right now that if you had stuck with him, there would have been plenty that made you can there's right. there's a lot happening right now that will Yeah, yep. Yeah, and and I and I would have been fine. It wasn't like I hated playing him. It was just he didn't feel as as right as Trevor, which was why I was like, Yeah, if if I have the chance Trevor's coming back. And then when we got there and you pulled that shit on me, <laughs> my brain's like, son of a bitch. Because <laughs> I was set. And then I'm like, oh, but, you know, as much as I want Trevor back, story-wise, is is he going to come back? Like, there's a lot going on here. Like, man. Oh, oh so. Oh. Tre- Trevor had everything back. He had everything there that he could have wanted you know that this this life that he carved out for himself making trinkets for old ladies uh it was it was perfect and do you go back to a world where you're getting stabbed by creatures that are trying to bring about uh, uh tyrannical dragons do you go back to that or do you stay in your happy place you know it was such a oh, it was such a great that I feel like such a tool for doing it, but it was so it was so beautiful in the moment. I agree. Um, but I I mean that's that is that's where we're at now. Um, so I mean, that's my, my, my last, uh, this is my last comment uh, is uh, if, if, if anybody takes anything from this game, this or any role-playing game is that it can be so much more than just a game, right? You can create and weave beautiful stories in with characters that people are deeply devoted to. And it really your imagination can take can take you to such great lengths on Uh-oh. these things that i if 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 anybody who is listening to this has never considered dming Uh-oh. or is too Hello? nervous about doing it i'm here okay. take the plunge if you have a good idea or an idea that you're passionate about dive in because it is such a rewarding experience that Sometimes you you look at what you're doing and you're like, fuck, this is I I don't know what's going on. I don't know if what I'm doing is right. But if at the end of your sessions your players are wanting to talk about it more, they're asking you questions and like, oh man, I'm really wondering like what's going on here. Is is this the right thing to do? Or man, you just punched me in the fucking feels dick. That's the shit right there. Oh yeah. I some of those moments are moments that I will yeah. I will remember and I will love that, to the day I mean, that I die. The that's things that we we've, we've created not only it. in I this show but in our personal games and Oh. He's still having bad times. What what happened? <laughs> you you you've been you've been in and out a little bit which is going to be fine in the edit because Obviously, you're still there for you, 
but Brad and I missed a meaty portion of what you said, which which is fine. We don't need you to rehash it. Uh, but I, I think you and I were just talking over each other because I didn't realize you were talking. No. So. I'm sorry. We'll figure it out um, at the end. And I'm sorry, future Ken. Nick. Did, this is did just, it lose this you again? Bad times. Why is it bad times? Why does it have to be bad times? Are are you are you here? Are you here for good now? Or well, I hear I hear you. Okay. Did did you hear what I said before? Nope. Uh, okay. So you've been um, dropping out. Brad and I missed a big portion of your your big. If there's one thing you take away, which is fine, because it'll be there on your side of the stuff. So it'll be it'll be good for the uh, listeners. And we caught the tail end of it, and we both agreed. However, just a moment ago, you and I started talking over each other because you couldn't hear me and we couldn't hear you. So, you just stay with what you said. My comment was, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's why I got into this stuff was I wanted to tell stories with other people. That was the big pull for me. Like, obviously, uh, the nerdy aspect of being able to play a game, I mean, it, 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 it is it is still a game at the end of the day but like you said it, it can be so much more than that and that's what i wanted i wanted the so much more like I, I still enjoy the game aspect but the the so much more was the pull for me because of who i am i like doing the creating and the imagining and even if you get with a group of people and you guys don't do like fighting or whatever like if you just there's a lot of our sessions on the show and personally it's just, that are just fucking rp and those are some of the sometimes those are some of the best fucking sessions those, those are my favorite like combat's fun but i, I like rp and good rp is is makes for a very satisfying night there, there are the days that it feels real good to just be like all right i'm gonna fucking hammer the shit out of this bad guy and then there's other what? days that it's like i this the story that we're creating together is so good that I don't care that I haven't even rolled a die right. the whole night. That's uh, well the the those those days that feel so good with fighting are usually off the back of like heavy RP sessions where it's building either it's building up to you punching this douchebag in the face that's been a pain in the ass or you've RP'd like through a town and there are all these people like like with Strat uh, like all these people have been saying how horrible everything is because he's reigning over all their shit and then you get to go fucking punch him in the face and murder him we won't talk about the aftermath but in the moment when you're beating the shit out of him feels fucking great like even if you're not big into fighting like as long as you're into your characters and you got involved in the world beating him up it's gonna feel really good and it's gonna be the same in homebrew campaigns or other book campaigns like whatever you do I we feel um if i could speak so freely for all of us we feel that the i mean the rp is what makes it it didn't it didn't start that way dungeons and dragons 100 percent was dungeons and it was just a way to play games without having to have a game system but it has evolved so much more in so many different avenues that like it's I mean, that's why you have podcasts and people who, like, stream them playing D&D and stuff is because, like, it, it would only be entertaining for so long to watch people roll dice and say, I did six damage. Right. I did 21 damage. Right. He's paralyzed. Yeah. You're poisoned. 
it's the fact that you get to see people become these characters and you get to see their stories and you get involved just like you would with a TV show or a movie or a book. And, and when you get to do it yourself, like it's one thing to watch. That's what I did before I met these guys. I watched a lot of people I watched on YouTube. D and D started to blow up right around fifth edition coming up because it got a little bit easier for people to pick up on. And so a lot of people that I watched on YouTube started running sessions and I watched them do it and it was fun. And and it was funny and it was cool and that's what really made me want to do it and so when i got invited to fuck around with these guys that's what pulled me is i really wanted to do that thing that i watched other people do and i didn't know if i would be good at it and if i wasn't cool i'd excuse myself and go back to watch people on the internet do it and and i'm i'm glad i i know i said i was very worried and i was a little timid of these two but i'm 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 over the moon that i made the decisions i did uh, I I had the dominoes fall in real life that put me where I am right now. Um, <laughs> there there's there there's a lot to unpack that's on the back of that, but I mean, in my personal life, like with Jen, my personal life with you guys, my life with D and D, the podcast, and like so many things happened um, because of the decisions I made to to let me hang out with you guys, and it's just it's grown me as as a person. Um, both D and D and and my time with all of you on Saturdays and and the community that we've found on on Twitter and everywhere because of doing the podcast it's been phenomenal it's been a roller coaster of a fucking time mm-hmm. and I am over the moon for more. Well, we're gonna keep on giving you more, both both on the internet and off. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, the the. Does does anybody else have have talky talks? I don't think so. I, I, think, I, so I think that I've spoken passionately a number of times in this, and I think that I'm good. So the only comment I'll make, and we we'll talk about it more um, in the near future, um, in like under the trench coat stuff, and we'll make posts about it on Twitter as it becomes more realistic. We were going to make it a segment of this, but this is this is getting close to one of our longest recording sessions um so we can't really talk about but i want to touch on uh we want to talk about the future of the podcast um obviously we're gonna keep trucking along we're having a jolly good fucking time riven is um presumably far from over i guess some fucking cataclysmic horror event could happen (laughs) and it could end tomorrow um well not tomorrow because tomorrow's monday it would end on a friday um but as far as I know, Riven, Riven's a, a decent chunk away from over. Um, so that's going to keep happening. Obviously, Heroes is going to keep going. Um, and all of those things. Uh, we're still going to keep up with the extra content on Patreon. What we might try and do, we've talked about it in an Under the Trench Coat before. I, excuse me, I believe. We've talked a lot, um, mainly in Under the Trench Coat stuff, about dominoes and how they affect everything. And we've made passing comments about a a what if series, so to speak, and not trying to piggyback off of the one that Marvel wants to do on Disney Plus. Uh, not a sponsor, um, but would take it. <laughs> I mean, if you're listening, but, Marvel, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> m- m- or Disney, I'll throw Walt. Iron Man in. I don't care. <laughs> I was gonna say, Mister Walt, can I call you Walt? Uh, if your frozen head can hear us right now. Um, because that's the that's the theory, right? Is that they froze Walt Disney's head, or his whole his whole body? I guess is allegedly. Anyway, um, allegedly. 
we very much like the idea of running like little one shot situations of like like one of the ones we've thrown around is like what if uh like harcos what like if we just do a, a what if night one type thing like a session one and so what if um harcos was raised by the pirates and so his personality is a little different what if trevor was hoity-toity or whatever and they still showed up or what if they just didn't help iron's edge and we do something else or like one of the big moments what if trevor wasn't dead when we got to aramore and so we've talked about maybe doing like little one-offs of those types of things but that's kind of like a third show and so we still have to talk more personally about it but since we're putting it out in this episode this way everybody will hear it instead of under the trench coat let us know if you think that's interesting because if we do it we're probably going to have to put it behind a patreon thing like under the trench coat is just because i mean we all do we all have day jobs and so families (laughs) yeah and 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 families and ken and brad got kids jennifer has a cat um i don't like him very much so that's not that big of a problem (laughs) to me that's a lie that's a lie yeah he's he's a sweetheart he's an asshole but he's a sweetheart um well i say that about the kids so it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but as especially um a lot of this comes from me because because brad uh likes to jump in on things um that he thinks would be exciting and and fun and enjoyable nick uh has to edit those things so nick makes (laughs) makes some of these decisions on his own and then tells the guys this is what we have to do uh because i say so because uh stress levels (laughs) so we we would we would love more than anything to do what if stuff and we'll probably do one we'll talk about it a lot and maybe it'll be sometime in the new year um just so we can nail down all the all the specifics um but we'd probably do a free one just as like a idea so you know what it is and then you guys can let us know because like i said if we we'd have to put it behind the patreon stuff and we'd have to have a decent chunk of patrons and that was one of the things we might make a patreon goal um that once we reach so many we'll start doing those um so that we can have that money to supplement the extra time that we are sinking in because we don't necessarily need to make a living off this we're all comfortable as we are but it'd be fucking great i mean everyone would love to uh make money doing the the fun things they do and we like doing this for you guys so we we do want to do more in the future brad always wants to start like some new fucking campaign with some other cool system we found and (laughs) ken and i have to tell him no um, I have so, so many things that I want to do. And if we could just dedicate all of our time to this podcast, it'd be so amazing, but that's not realistic. So they get to tell me so no a lot. It's not realistic yet. Well, and that's, that's yeah. fair too. Currently not realistic. Maybe, maybe it'll happen. That'd be awesome. But I mean, so, oh, so many ideas. There is, there is definitely a decent chunk of, of stuff on the horizon for us. That what if thing is the most present knowledge, um, in my opinion. Um, but we, I mean, we're going to keep playing and stuff. We'll keep talking to you guys, but just, just know that barring any chaotic real life events, we have no intentions of going anywhere. We know that this year has been nuts for a lot of people. Um, and it's been nuts for us too, but, we're, we're going to keep trucking and the podcast is going to keep trucking and yeah. And I think I say this more in, in the, the hero stuff since we kind of, since we promote 
our patrons there. But anybody, a patron or not, if there's something you'd like to see from us, man, don't hesitate. Like, send us a message, send us an email, mm-hmm. anything. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. We have, you know, we've, somebody's close by. We'll answer as quickly as possible. Send us an email and one of us will get it no, no matter what. Anything. Like, we we love feedback. I love seeing posts of, hey, you know, this happened or that happened or, oh, my gosh, I can't believe Trevor died and, you know, things things like that. It it, it, it makes our day, honestly. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's wonderful. I, we, we are not... We are not beyond talking to our listeners. No, not at all. Nor will we ever be. No. That we are people. We are just... I got a wife and kids and I do... Whoa, 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 When I reach Ansigar, the blessed champion of Torm status, I'm done talking to any peasant (laughs) life. So, that's false. I'd, I'd have to keep talking to all our people. I would we, hate we, myself if I stopped. We all have jobs. We all just do like regular life stuff. I uh, I had I uh, I had dinner tonight. Just a regular average dinner. It was uh it was pigs in a blanket <laughs> and macaroni and cheese for his birthday uh, dinner. Because birthday dinner. It was. It's we're recording this on my birthday, so that was kind of uh, pigs in a blanket sounded good. So that's what I wanted. I uh, yeah we. Talk to us. We're we're pretty easy to talk to. I uh, will happily do it. We love what we do. We love talking about this, obviously, because we've just talked for three fucking hours about it. I, <laughs> uh, if you have questions, if you have comments, if there's stuff that you want to see, there, or if there's stuff that you don't want to see, tell right, us. Right. Let us know. We're we're very open, and this is a living world that I, uh, you know, we want to keep on doing so let us know what we can do to make it better and if you like um shit like this like just the us talking back and forth now i don't know that they'd all run three fucking hours long this was a special idea that nick brought up a couple months ago because anniversary and wanted to do something cool for it um that would be like sentimental and reminiscy but if you like shit like this also let us know this this would be easy to do if we did this like every couple of months and we just kind of recapped shit in the campaign and shot the shit about like did did a like giant kind of free under the trench coat talked about different stuff from what we do in under the trench coat so we're not taking away from the patreon listeners but we did like kind of a bigger one where we talk about different stuff and maybe real life stuff if we got shit going on but also just kind of more of a a podcast stereotypical podcast episode i guess um we could do that like every three or four ish to give us a meaty chunk of stuff to be able to talk about for a little bit of time and maybe maybe we'd be able to do that if if you like hearing us um not be characters but if you're like brad and you hate our voices um we can just (laughs) stick to the character stuff that's totally fine too now you say our voices but it's just brad hates his voice blah blah i don't know what you're talking about i i think my voice is fantastic uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Alright, are we are we solid? I think so. Yeah, um I'm, I'm, I'm Gucci. Alright. Well thank you all very much for joining us at our table. Uh as we've mentioned multiple times here, if you like what you're hearing, that we would kindly ask that you do support us on Patreon. Uh we have multiple tiers, different rewards based on the tier that you choose, and for the month of October, which we are currently in, uh 
all of our Patreon is all of our stuff is on offer. So you can take a listen to it, see if it is something that is interesting to you. You can see a little bit of behind the scenes, a little bit of the goofy that happens behind the curtain. Uh, so take a look. If it's something that you're interested in, please give us some support. Uh, if Patreon is not your thing, if you uh, just want to do something as simple as buying us a coffee, you can go to ko-fi.com, search for Rolling in the Geek, and do a one-time donation there. Brad, where can these fine folks get in touch with us? You can subscribe to us on our website at rickgeekpodcast.com to keep up with all things Rolling in the Geek, or on any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Also, we're very active on Twitter, and if you want to talk to a bunch of rad podcasters, artists, and all-around cool people, you can join us in the Underground Oracle Discord through the link on our website. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week, you are the sound. (laughs) You You are the pure embodiment of beautiful, angelic sound. Coming to our listeners through the form of ear bacon. Can you please give us something fun to go out on? Yeah, so uh, I apologize uh, to everybody because this honestly came to me before the idea of the anniversary episode did. And then I built the anniversary episode around wanting to do this. (laughs) So this 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 is a full song. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to try and uh, put stupid music. Probably not. There's no point in that. There's a chance that the episode could get uh, stricken in, in, in the bad touch way. And I don't want that. So you're just going to have to deal with, with my my voice on its own. Um, but it's, 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 a, it's a show. This, this episode is about remembrance. And so I wanted to make a song about remembrance. So this... This is the anniversary parody. Um, there's no hootie who from Nick and Harkos because it's just Nick today, uh, and I don't want to take away Harkos's thing. He'll he'll be pretty pissy. He gets more pissy about that than he does about his feathers. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna get in it. But this is, I mean, this is, I did my best to make lyrics about in campaign stuff and in real life stuff uh, from day one to uh two fridays ago so um i hope you enjoy it brad's idea one day can and nick say okay humoring him not too sure how far (laughs) this would go thought up a podcast name decided who would run the game not much faith won't last (laughs) little did they know (laughs) it's gonna be a long one boys Started out slowly, snowballed wholly, riven one-shots, posting on the Twitter lots. Trevor Harkos, Iron's Edge needs heroes. Introduce yourself, guys, no one's answering the call. We created a podcast. We are still learning, but our passion is burning. We created a podcast. Going strong for a year now, and we aren't quite sure how. Parodies, kitchen knives, about to change their lives. Iron Jaw Pissarro, into Iron's Edge they go. Phil of Andrew Jorick, other Brad Puffle, Selena and Marcus sparring in the yard. 
Trapezoids, a bell rings, forming of the B team. Purge the mines, find Cassie's dad. Goodbyes are always said. And Cigar is chained in back. Dragons return, that's whack. Board a train to Aramore. No idea what's in store. We created a podcast. <laughs> we are still learning, but our passion is burning. We created a podcast. And it's been loads of fun. We're nowhere close to done. 2020's finally here. World War Three kicks off the year. Australia's burning everywhere. <laughs> oh, COVID cases start to flare. Quarantine. Stuck at home. People feeling so alone. It'll get better. Just breathe. Make it through this thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ken has a baby. His name is Jim. Maybe Brad's work sucks. Nick is stressed, God but they all it. try their best. Summer comes and goes quickly. A year is gone. Are you kidding me? Let's do a special episode. Gotta make the song kick ass. Though we created a podcast, <laughs> we still keep learning because our passion is burning. We created a podcast. Two more verses. This year flew by, and we're ready for more. Jumping back to Riven, the train is full of tension. Attacker blows a hole. We investigate it. Leyline magic mania. We traverse the train car. Trevor slips. So does Phil. Harkos has survivor's guilt. Phil comes back. Push on. Trevor is bad guy's pawn. Fighting hard to win the day, but Trevor is the price we pay. We created a podcast. We are still burning, but our passion is burning. We created a podcast. To play D&D and maybe be funny. Land Rose, finish the train in Airmore. Finally, debrief, head to slums. Harkos in the doldrums. Meeting Zuri, goes fine. Ambush changes, Ansikar's mind. Alcanor parts ways, team goes somewhere to stay. Prices high, murder guards run away. Try to hide, find a temple, go inside. Purge it of the bad guys. Find a cup, <laughs> take it back, perform the ritual. Trevor's back with his friends. What a crazy year it's been. We created yes. a podcast. Yes. We are are still learning but our passion is burning we created a podcast it's been a year full of laughs and tears we created a podcast and we are still learning but our passion is burning we created a podcast i picked a long song hope that you like it because we're glad we tried it we created a podcast we are still learning but our passion is burning we created a podcast. One year is gone, but our show will still burn on and on and on and on, <laughs> yes. and, on and on and on. Oh, that was great. God damn, dude. <sighs> I know. <laughs> oh, that was... Not 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 to toot my own horn, quite possibly some of the best parody prowess I have fucking ever done on this show that <laughs> was let me fitting 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 the shit that happened in our show into that song was not easy uh but i i did enjoy doing it god damn god yeah holy Goddamn. crap happy one year anniversary guys happy one year fucking happy anniversary fucking one fucking year and you know what my goddamn son's name is atticus Yes. Oh, yes. you guys Fuck. did name Jim Atticus. It's fine. Do Do you want me to redo the song? Oh, I can redo the song. Hang on. Nope. Uh, nope. It's funny because no, it's it's like Brad. I, I can I can do it. 
Brad's nope. idea one day. Can Nick say, oh, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I that, was, that was more than enough. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, we love you all. We'll see you again on Friday. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, jeez. Stop and record. Stopping recording. Stopping it. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.